podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Tell us about the tattoos. Shut the fuck up, you little prick. But then I've got the phoenix. Hey, prick. I'll take it from Bob every day of the week. Absolute disgrace. I hope sure no one will mind. Move him out of here, Darren. Ricky Hat didn't go over for his fighter because he risked getting abducted and sold into sexual. I never see that. Both have been rape victims. I'm not watching Frank Buglioni live on Saturday night. Get out of your mind. Jesus Christ, get yourself a life. He's actually a uh, priest. Yeah, yeah. It's because his brother John Fury eye gouged him. What have I told you all this time? He's going to end up sucked out, fucked out, looking for a handout. Boxing, um, Natter's messenger group. Oh, they're going to, oh, I'm going to be the king. Jay Bump, you know what I'm saying? Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 512th edition of the Boxing Asylum Nutters podcast. I'm your host, Steve Wellings, and joining me on the call, we have Ozzy Smith, Matty DiGiallonardo, and Andy Patterson. Going live on YouTube from 8 o'clock every Sunday evening, the Patreon RSS feed updates shortly after the show concludes. Hello to everyone listening through the week on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Don't forget to leave a review on the podcast player of your choice throughout the entire month of February. Nothing less than five stars is acceptable. Matty, what's happening? You just revealed to me as we're about to go live, dropped a bomb on me. You're you're suffering here this weekend. You're, you're a bit under the weather. What's going on, Matty? Well, I'm not so much. Uh, like, I'm not hungover. I don't even think I had a drink yesterday. I just uh, I was up late. It was my birthday. Just hanging out with some friends, watched the boxing, played cards against humanity. And uh, I spent the day cooking and uh, my barbacoa tacos. And yeah, it's just a kind of a busy Saturday. So I'm just sitting here smoking me a Willie Nelson uh, brand joint and having a good old time. Excellent stuff, my man. How old are you? Um, how, how many years have you accumulated on this planet? 38 more than I ever should have been subjected to. Yeah, to be honest, I'm surprised you've lasted this long, Matty. No offense. Oh no, you and me both, man. I fucking uh, I I think that I'm hanging on by a thread here. This this whole thing is on a razor's edge. It's some combination of fast food, uh, marijuana, and caffeine. Uh, but you know, I'll, I'll ride this train as long as I can. He's about as healthy as John Fisher tonight. Everybody hanging on a razor's edge. Let's hope he doesn't take those razors to his wrists before the night is over. Uh, Oliver, you're very welcome here tonight. Uh, you've been keeping up to date with the Jake Paul Tommy Fury card, as have I. Christina Poncha's talking, not sure what she's saying. I've got it on mute. Deontay Wilder's floating about in local garb. What have you seen so far and what are you expecting tonight in, in the main event? Uh, well, Mike Tyson has just turned up at ringside, so he's shaking hands with everybody now. I'm watching uh, the, the BT feed. Um I'm looking forward to it. I, I really am. Uh, I was saying just before, you know, it came on air, it's... It's a fight that, again, 
you know, it's low quality, but I definitely owe it to Jake Paul because he is a fantastic promoter. He knows exactly what to do. He's brilliant at riling people up. And I think, yeah, it's it's something that literally has been built up over two years, you know, basically abusing each other, that sort of stuff. And, yeah, uh, the fight night is here. Uh, as I said last week, I'm in uh, Tommy Fury's corner. I think he's going to win. Um, I think, I can't remember last week, did I say um, it might go the distance? But after uh, speaking to a few people, that sort of stuff, it wouldn't surprise me if... Uh, Fury comes out like a steam train and looks to just basically blitz Paul out of there early on. So, yeah, ring walk's due um, at half past nine. So we, we should, well, we will definitely be on air at that point. Uh, there's a ring walk ha happening now. I haven't got a clue who the fighter is, but he's holding an Ecuador flag. Looks like he's having a good time, that fellow. It's your birthday as well tomorrow, Ozzy. How old are you? I will be 31 tomorrow. Lucky bastard. And he's spending the evening with us. Why not, uh, I suppose? Why I'll not? tell you what, that Ecuadorian flag might not mean anything, Oz, because on the Pro Box card, there was uh, Brazilian and RG colors. You don't see that every goddamn day. <laughs> oh, you definitely do not see that every day. <laughs> I can see that fellow as well. Yeah, Martin is apparently his name. is Ronaldo's floating about on my stream as well. Let's get on to the real boxing before we get cut off here by the regulators. Uh, the boys were egging me on in the Boxing Nutters Messenger group uh, yesterday, I think it was, Matty included, to put up the Fury versus Paul live and the photo as the as the thumbnail for this. And I, I obliged as best as I could, but we're going to be talking about real boxing first of all, Andy. Over in the Armoury, Minneapolis, Minnesota, some atmosphere there. They always get a good crowd in. Subriel Matias against Jeremiah Ponce, IBF World Super Lightweight. Vacant title was on the line. Matias is the new champion. He did pretty well. Jeremiah's Ponce, Andy, started really fast. It was unlikely he was going to be able to sustain such an output. And gradually, Subriel Matias started matching him as early as the second round into the third, punch for punch. Did Ponce really need to engage in such a firefight early on, Andy? Uh, I don't know, mate. Maybe he felt he did. Um, maybe it was his only, best, his only decent option, I suppose, was to get in there and try and bang it out with him. But... Even after the first was the first round or so, uh, first round at least, you know, he, he looked like he was doing pretty well. He had my ass covering up. He had the high guard. He was shipped a few shots, Matthias, and then it, it really just it turned on a dime for me. And it was, I think it was like late on in round two. Those three left hooks he landed, especially the second one, that that dinged up um, Pons pretty badly. And it just to me, he just never really recovered after that. He was on the back foot. Um, Clearly, after... didn't watch Wood versus Lara. Yeah. Um, went on the back foot pretty much immediately in round three. Um, survival, well, not so much survival mode, sorry, but he, he, at moments he, he was standing his ground and digging in. He could have went on his bike, I suppose, and made, made that a negative fight. Um, but I've got to say about Matias that as well, even though he wasn't on, on balls, his feet bouncing, um, pretty much flat footed, the power he generates is absolutely frightening because some of those hooks were like short six inch hooks sometimes and the power he was generating was absolutely brutal. You could hear the you know the, the shot off uh, off the gloves and that as well between the with the with the sound and that as well. Pretty brutal. Um I think we're about the fourth he came back a wee bit in the pawns, tried to kinda of meet him kinda of head on and it just they, they kinda of took it in turns really just kinda of bang away and <sighs> Based off what we've seen of Ponce, it's not been a great lot. I think as well, his, his build-up going into this fight hasn't been great. We mentioned it last week. Uh, me and Oz, I think we went with the late stoppage for Ponce and that as well. Um, but it wasn't going to go that far. It just it just showed signs, actually. And to be fair, you could 
I know it was uh, probably an unsatisfactory ending for those that have actually paid to go there and that, but at least he's been safe for another day, uh, Pons, because he was going to get badly knocked out or, or, or worse um, within the next couple of rounds if he made it that far, to be fair. So, fair play to Matias. It's good, actually, as well, because we needed we needed something, somebody else to kind of break out in the sport. And I'm glad he's got his, he's got his opportunity in that as well and he's got his moment because obviously he's had the you know the bad days you know are, are behind him so to speak and that but you just you kind of felt that maybe mentally it might play its part at some point but it seems to have no really kind of much has faced him as such maybe he thinks about it but he's, he's, he's still he's still you know what we expect him to be a big hitter good fighter and um to be fair as well as uh, you got to say like fights against like a pro grey Lopez, maybe even Josh Taylor, if, if it ever happens, that would be would be absolutely excellent fights, and I think he's um, he's more than a worthy challenge for any of those guys. I think I agree with you, Andy, when you're saying being safe for another day. But in this instance, I do think it's strange, given the fact they were two for two. It obviously wasn't going in his favour. Just been knocked down for the first time. He was unbeaten. Never knew what it was like to lose before. I criticised Wood Lara last week. I kind of came round in the end. I can see people being safe for another day. He's talking about his family, etc. But we're talking round five here, not round 10, 11 or 12. At what point are guys going to fight for titles and bail out after three yeah, rounds and well, say, oh, well, we'll save him for another day. I mean, it has to be uh, some level of durability. Yeah, well, the I way think, he's think... got up, guys, like, I mean, he like hopped to his feet. Like, it's not like his legs weren't there. It was weird and anticlimactic and, and just not fitting of the first five rounds of that fight. Go ahead, Under. Sorry, mate. There's something in the background there. Sorry. Um, yeah, well, as, as Mike was saying, you know, it was a bit weird. But at the end of the day, I, th- I think the way it was going to go, he was going to get badly knocked out. Um, it really just looked like Matias was just, it just totally turned the fight. Uh, but, but, Say round four, I think Pons was, was meeting him head on, but you could just tell Matas was slowly but shoot, just breaking him down. And it was it was inevitable it was going to come. I mean, he worked the body brutally as well. Um, he was half like standing there, Matias, and just like, you know, work the body, come up the middle with uppercuts and repeat it. <clears throat> and Pons never really had like much of an answer. You see, he could have got on the jab, he could have got on his bike. But I think he ultimately was just delaying inevitable, to be fair. That just just based off how that fight was uh, was going. I mean, see, he made a great start, but it was it was totally changed after that second left hook landed, and uh, at the end of that uh, end of that uh, second round uh, for me, because it says the mentality of him changed immediately in round three, and he must have felt look, the only chance I've got here is to try and meet him head on. Um, maybe gave him the best. That was his best, and he's caught, you know he said he's corner knows him better, so we just got to take his word for it at the end of the day, but. He's waited this long. I agree with you, support you know, to a point, but we would have seen him badly knocked out in the end, and that's one way to go. But we just don't know what the damage would have been caused there, and if he would ever come again. Um, so at least we can, at least we can wait to see what he does next. At least, yeah. No, that, Steve, that's a fair was, assessment. What matter? It was the most anticlimactic ending with a 140-pound title fight in an Argentinian since uh, Madonna against Ortiz, but the argy was on the other side of that one. Hi, just, roles reversed exactly. Yeah. A nice use of no mass in the corner as well, Matty. I know. Uh, I think it was Johnny Nelson, Horsecock was saying there. Lewis Ritson made Ponce look like Roberto Duran. No surprise to see someone called Ponce uh, f- fading so badly there. But I thought the ending wasn't a complete surprise to me. I, obviously, it was a surprise at the time. But thinking back, Ponce came out with one of those South American strategies that we have seen in the past. A fighter who comes out for the first half of the fight, his plan is to unload the tank throw every shot he could, hoping to outgun and blast away the opponent. If it doesn't happen, 
him and the corner are saying, we're gone by round six. I've seen guys from that part of the world adopt that strategy before. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I guess it's a fair strategy. I, I think it was the wrong one, though. I, I think his body work is good. He has a good jab when he uses it. Uh, I think he should have been uh, playing that for, for, for more rounds um, and coming out guns blazing. I don't think that was the right thing for Ponce to do. Um, definitely a strategic error. And it was, you know, I, I guess when I think about what kind of bothered me the most about the end of it is, you know, like I said, it, when, when Ponce got up, he kind of did a little hop up. So he had his feet, he had his legs. Um, it was just kind of the, the reaction after it was done. You know, they, they weren't incredibly disappointed. They weren't totally bothered. It's just kind of nonchalant about it. And it's just, I don't know. I don't like that attitude, especially in a title fight. Is It's uh, just kind of put me off. Yeah, I think a dad in the corner syndrome as well. I honestly think they've come up to an agreement. You remember when Porter fought Crawford and basically Kenny let slip afterwards that they'd said beforehand, if it gets to a certain point and X thing is happening, I'm going to pull you. I think he said, look, son, go out there, do as best as you can. If it doesn't happen by a certain time in the fight, Matty, I'm going to, I'm going to pull you out. I, I think that agreement was made. Could be the case, and it's just the wrong thing to do. And if Ponce wants to go anywhere further in his career, um, he, he needs to get a different trainer because he 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 doesn't need someone in his corner who doesn't believe in his heart, his guile, his ability to 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 get through the tough things and pull victory out. You know, not every not every win is going to be easy, um, and that was just yeah, it 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 had the makings of being a truly exceptional fight. And then just ended up being, you know, five rounds of good action followed by an ending. So disappointing. It's, it's, you're not even going to get a mention of it towards the end of the year. I, I'm already looking beyond it. You know, give me uh give me Matias against a Poyo or, or, uh, or Ruguru. Um, you know, I'll take either of those fights, make it happen. Yeah, Matias is an absolute beast. Looking at Ponce uh, going forward, Ozzy, you picked him last week to win. He's an on-top come-forward fighter. I think he likes yeah. to be on top and dominate opponents. As soon as he was being pushed back, his corner didn't like the, th the way things were going. That might be a marker mm. for the future, I think, as well. Push him back, weather the storm, and he'll struggle. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I still think he'll be a problem uh, mm. the way, you know. Like I've got to say that um, I thought Matias took some huge shots in the first you know, it shows that not only is he, you know, like destructive himself, but he also took some big, big shots um, and he has a chin. But yeah, he, he kind of weathered the storm, pushed him back and, and Ponce didn't really know what to do as such. He didn't like it, um, struggled, you know, and ultimately I, I want to say he just chucked it in basically, you know, like I agreed with the Lee, well, spoke last week, the Lee Wood stoppage for me was correct. Um, just pulling him after that, it's like basically he just had enough and he bottled it. He knew it wasn't going his way. I think he didn't really know what to do as such. And he basically, you know, he can claim he saved himself for another day. But yeah, disappointing, you know. Um, and yeah, like you said, there was no real finish as such. But, you know, I, I give credit to uh, to Matthias there because he is a real problem at 140. You know, he's he's fluid. I think his combination punches are excellent. He's naturally heavy-handed. Spoke about Maurizio Lara last week. You know, he again is naturally heavy-handed. Um, this guy hurts people without, you know, loading up on his shots. Um, he's really good to watch. Uh, and he is a problem at 140 now. You know, you 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 don't want to be taking big shots off him like that. Um, you know, you, th there's loads of good fights to be made for him. 
straight away, you know, Josh Taylor. I, I want to see someone like Josh Taylor in with him. Um, I think that'd be an excellent fight. That that would be a firefight as well because you know Taylor likes he again likes to you know bully dominate opponents. I think that is a style that you do not like. Look, it, it showed. Thought uh, Ponce after the first round, I thought bloody hell, you know, like in with a shout here straight away. But again, you know, Taylor, you know, we've seen it before. He likes to get into a firefight, and um, and Matthias is somebody you don't want to get into a firefight with because you've got to have something yourself to really. Um, to really get on top, but no, um, I, I thought you know for the five rounds it was. I thought it was excellent, really, really fun to watch. Disappointing ending for uh, for Ponce. He's definitely got a place in the division, in my opinion. Um, you know, is he out and out world level? Off last night, he showed somewhat glimpses, but in reality, probably not. But he's incredibly dangerous, and I don't think you'll be having many people to. Queue up and fight him. I think, you know, he'll be one of them that if he works his way back into position, he's a difficult, you know, sort of like eliminator or, you know, potential mandatory challenger. As for Matthias, again, hopefully he gets the back in now. There's big fights available for him. And let's see him get those straight away because he deserves it. Absolutely. Quick dip into the undercard of the Paul Fury fight there. There is a, a prospect, supposedly, on at the moment. Ziad al Mayouf. Yeah. He's been knocked down in round one there, Aussie boy Ronald Martinez. How this guy's a prospect? I don't know. His hands are low. He's leaning over his front foot. Uh, Mohammed Bin Man Salman. He's <laughs> rubbish, mate. And this, like I said, this Ecuadorian banged him in the, in the first, dropped him, and he's tagged him again in the second. But... So it's only a four round. So I, I can't wait to see the cards here when the uh, the referee somehow scores it 40 Yeah, pretty pretty much. Yeah, and Paul Martinez will be going back to Ecuador thinking, what what else could I have done about from nailing to the canvas? But yeah, forty thirty six incoming with the uh, knockdown ruled uh, ruled a no knockdown. Uh, oh, actually, uh, Martinez has just took a couple of big shots. It's not a bad little four round of this actually because again. This uh, this prospect isn't very good, and this is you know one of these typical you know like tough you know like journeyman who comes in and just basically thinks I couldn't give a toss who the opponent yeah, is. Sloppiness makes for excitement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, basically, and they're, they're just teeing off on each other. So for a four rounder, it it doesn't really get much better. You know what's fucked up, guys, is they oh. might have had a decent little fighter for these undercards in the Middle East if they hadn't bombed that fucking Yemeni fighter. Well. Oh, for fuck's sake, Matty. Do you remember him? He was fuck- That's how he died. He was like 20 that's and 0 with 20 uh, knockouts, and he got fucking killed in a bomb. Is it Al- Ali Rami, oh, whatever his uh-huh. name is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he used to trail, he used to troll uh, Gonzalez, call him, uh, what was he called him? Uh, call him a clitoris or something like that. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, run, you're, running, you're running scared from, um, from, that's what it was. You're running scared from uranium fist rattle on your G spot. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I actually seen some of his fights on YouTube, right? Honestly, God, he is fucking. He was garbage, absolute shit. Used to go for it though. I bet he was like, he was like, uh, so far I'd be fighting the same guy about four <laughs> or five times, or Farris case twenty times, you know. Uh, uh, M. Lithgow, we'll nineteen eighty. We'll have no Saul Farris slander there, Andrew. <laughs> He should be on an undercard like this. It's right up. I was going to say, if, if there's ever a place for Farrah to pop up, it's a random undercard like this against some like elite heavy, you know, heavyweight prospect, and they'll bring in Farrah for the crowd, you know, because he's got this massive record of about sixty wins or whatever it is, a fifty wins or something like that. And Super then yeah, Farrah gets 
I'll tell you the fight, by the way. We, we might uh, we might make a nod to him in uh, Bellew of the Week after, but Christopher Lovejoy against Saul Farrow. What a fight that would be. Oh, aye. Aye, aye. Folks, I'd be see. tempted to fly down to Bolivia for that one, Oz. See, see so far, <laughs> you know, maybe prop up one of these shows. Now, I, I want someone to confirm his arm length because he's got one. He's got one arm longer than the other one. So I want to know. <laughs> You're I'm... obsessed with the long arm. <laughs> yeah, yes, man. It's, it's fucking crazy. It looks like the orangutan for fuck's sake. He's like, well, his arms are fucking. Honestly, they're long as anything. Expect the gadget arms, right? But Box you can clearly see that he's got reach. one one longer than the other one. <laughs> He'll have two reaches on Boxwick, Andy. That's what I want to know. I remember, um, I remember mentioning to Carl Greaves a couple of years ago. Do you remember uh, he had a heavyweight Ellis matching who turned over, and he was yeah. like four, five, and zero. Oh. And I sent him Farrow and said, "I went, how much would it cost to bring him over here? I reckon you could sell the hall out just purely on uh, Saul Farrow being an opponent." And he uh, tentatively had a look in it, but he said it was too expensive to, to basically to do the fight. But I thought, imagine fucking Farrod had travelled in the away corner to boxing like a little small hall in uh, Nottingham against uh, Ellis Matching. I thought that would have been absolutely fantastic. And I would have gone as well. Yeah, absolutely. So Farrow in Newark Leisure Centre fighting on UK soil. Uh, M. Lithgow 1983 says, when we're covering Mayweather versus Chalmers, well, if you tuned into the Boxing Nutters uh, calling last Nobody night, as, <laughs> as no doubt you did, Eamon was there last night to take Ames, Andy, for seconds out backstage at the show. I think he was he was one of the only people backstage by the same time. Fuck's sake, man. Didn't, didn't say it very well. I, I hope Ames, probably, they probably paid Ames just to actually go to that, eh? I mean, they were wanting, I'm not going to mention names, but apparently they were asking for ridiculous... And I mean ridiculous money of betting companies to sponsor it, and then they went back. They got that got knocked back. They came back with a much reduced offer, and they still got told to fucking bolt. I'd imagine everybody got paid. No, I imagine Floyd and everybody got paid, but nobody else did actually after all that shit. How many tickets did they actually sell there last night? I mean, I never saw a, a stitch yet. I did. I tried to watch it. It was really bad copy on YouTube. I got about a minute in, and they were doing the whole exhibition thing, Andy. You know, the hands up, sort of fainting. I thought, fuck this. I just turned it off. Oh, I ain't watching this. And apparently, he just played with him in that. He eh? just kind of like peacocked him, basically. So, fuck. Yeah. Was, was it pay per view in here? Was it? It was on Zeus. Oh, I remember TV I, or something. Someone Zeus, was saying. Uh, I had fucking no idea who the Zeus was. Ah, eh? uh, Zeus TV. But Zeus was probably the big guy in prison that shot <laughs> Jerry's night. Like, came in. Eh? <laughs> Aye, uh, Zeus, coming to a coming to a fire stick near you. Matt Butter says you guys don't think Ponce uh, come to win. No, I do think I do. Matt uh, think Ponce came to win, but I think the strategy was to just blow his load after four or five rounds and just see how he got on. And if he didn't get rid of Subriel Matias uh, by that point, uh, get out of there, Matty. I was going to say to you actually, just to close out this main event, I like the official verdict. Uh, Jimmy Lennon announced. Mark Nelson stopped the fight upon suggestion of the corner. It wasn't so much a suggestion as a direct instruction. Ponce's dad felt his son had just taken far too much to the head. I think, uh, as for Matias Mate, we've mentioned him going forward. I strongly believe the loss uh, to Ananian and the Dadashev incident, they're both firmly behind Matias now. He is a dangerous fighter and he will be an absolute handful for anybody he faces. Oh, absolutely, and, and and hopefully they get him good fights. Uh, like I said, I, I think him against Pueyo is a fantastic fight. I think him against Progre is a fantastic fight, um, and we can get some of these, uh, you know, work on reunifying this division because uh, God knows what the fuck the T.O. and uh, Taylor fight's going to be for and what. Who knows anymore? Um, and, it, yeah, it's just um, he fits well in the in the division. It, it, it doesn't seem like 140 is horribly deep at the moment, 
but there's some really good fighters at the top and some good up and comers. And, you know, even though on the undercard, he, he fell a little bit flat in ways, um, Elvis Rodriguez, I mean, he's a, he's a good enough fighter and he's coming up and he's a good puncher. Adorno hadn't been dropped before. Um, and, and he hurt him pretty good. Um, so I, and I think that might've been the purpose of that card. Maybe PBC building towards that. We'll see, but there's a few good looking fights for him out there. And, uh, but man, they better watch out. They specifically for that left hook dude can bang. Oh, absolutely. Josh Taylor, I think maybe fighting Lopez for the uh, WBO title, but um, Taylor would have his work cut out with Matias. Go ahead, Ozzy. I was going to say, do you think we could potentially see a, a Matias Pedraza fight, an all-Puerto Rican fight, or not? Where's Pedraza fishing around weight-wise at the moment? Is he well, still 140, oh, he? but he's top-ranked. He's, yeah. he's top-ranked. Mm, okay, fair enough. Uh, possibly, yeah. I suppose they could put him in. He'd be a 10-rounder, Ozzy. We know that much anyway. He's still ranked, though, is he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but mate, who cares? Yeah, you know, he gets, quick, he, gets, he gets a quick, he gets a quick quote, quote. win banging out somebody, and then he appears in the uh, what mate, IBF top fight. three or something like that as a voluntary. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't need to fight. A fucking quick phone call, and I can say, "Let me bring an envelope or sort of it, mate." That's what you got to do. I'm just having a look at the rankings now. Actually, it's going to be interesting because you'd think um, Progre. I, I don't know where he's. It, there's talk that he might be fighting Jack Catterall next. Actually. Um, that's been spot on all. Sky are looking to work on that. You've got, obviously, Josh Taylor against Teofimo Lopez. Um, Ramirez has got Richard Comey. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who they could potentially... Uh, obviously, you know, like, these guys will fight, you know, Ramirez, Probably. Comey. But... Probably is a free agent, is, you know, a sort of sorts, is, you know? I think he's signed to yeah, get four well, different entities, isn't he? I don't know what the hell he's doing. Say, uh, was, did he sign with BLK as well or something like that? Probellum, Lou DiBello at the time. Oh, he's losing his shit when he's shake-bounced there. Yeah, Hobson Promotions, I think, have got some sort of deal with him as well. So, who knows? But, yeah, I don't, I don't know um, who, what's it called. There's loads of good fights that, you know, would work for him. Even as a paid fight, you know, I know he got beat off uh, Progre, but I think that'll be a good fight as well. There's de- there's a lot of decent fights to be made for him, that's for sure. It's going to be interesting to see, actually, where they do move him next. Talking of interesting fights, Matty, further down the Showtime card, Jamal James going in against Alberto Palmetta. I, I didn't realise the size difference until they laid up against each other in the ring. James is an absolute unit for that weight. Tall, gangly, puts his shots together really nicely. Palmetta always felt like he was in the fight because James does tend to tire during the stretch. I think he was moaning that he had COVID three times and he was saying in the corner he was really tiring, but he seems like an all-round good dude and he was catching Palmetto with a lot of good shots. It was quite wide on the cards, but uh, strangely competitive from what I saw. Really good fight. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. Um, you, it was kind of the story of distance uh, when uh, uh, when uh, Palmetto could, could get inside on uh, James he was landing some good shots, but more often than not, uh, James was able to land good combinations from the outside, and, and he threw some good inside too. He, he wasn't without ability there. Um, and the cards might have seemed a little wide, but it was it was close but competitive. You know, a few swing rounds in there. I don't think you could have gotten it as close to a draw, but I think you could have gotten a ninety six ninety four on that one, and and not been too out of the bounds on it at the end of the day. Um, I, I don't really know where we either of these guys go from here though. Um, I, 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 you know, James has lost twice. He, uh, this is his first fight since he uh, got stopped by Butaev in, uh, late 2021. So I don't really know where he's going to go from here. I don't think he's a title 
fighter quality, but maybe testing some of the guys coming up the 147 ladder at PBC. Um, you know, he'll probably find his way into eliminators and such, but uh, good enough fighter, but not good enough for the top. Uh, closing out that card, you already uh, mentioned Elvis Rodriguez, uh, Matty going in against Joseph Adorno. It's pretty defensive, tactical, quite dull for the first six, uh, six rounds or so. Then things heated up, I thought, in the seventh. Rodriguez started to find his range, landed a right hook and a flurry of shots, kind of stunned Adorno. He went to the floor. Uh, most of them landed while he was on his feet. The referee waved him off, gave him a nice count there. Adorno, usually quite defensive, quite negative guy, but he tried to fight back as well as he could. He showed balls, let good left hook to the body. Uh, a lot of power for Rodriguez against an opponent moving up in weight. Got a good little win for him, really. Yeah, and Adorno's a good fighter. He he just doesn't throw enough. I, I think that's always been his problem, is he just doesn't let his hands go. He he obviously has a decent punch about him, too, so it's a shame that he doesn't. Um I don't know how they got that majority decision card on that one, Steve. That was weird. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that, but it was um, I, 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 Rodriguez. Like I said, he he's definitely got something about him. He can punch when you know you might not have get, gotten the stoppage, but yeah, your second was knockdown. Uh, you know, notwithstanding, when you can hurt a guy who hasn't been dropped in his career, whether you finished him off or not, you're a puncher. Um, he's really gangly for the weight, long arms, lanky. Um, you kind of wonder if if he couldn't fight the fight that uh, Ponce should have fought against Matias, using that jab early, uh, using range, uh, you know, and try to take him later on where where you might be able to go in there, rip some more, and take him out. Um, but Rodriguez is a good fighter on his way up, um, and uh, hopefully they they match him well along the way. I, I don't know how far out he is from a title shot. You know, Dornos not as pretty much kind of a gatekeeper ish guy. So he's, he's knocking at the door and uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if they move him into a title shot or Gary uh, Antonio Russell, I think is the one for is the one at one forty the Russell brother, or if they maybe put them in against each other. Um, that, that that's an interesting question, but, but they have a little bit of stack of talent there and a few good fights that could be made. It's just a matter of when they're, we're looking to take the steps on these guys. Absolutely. Andy's enjoying his curry. The people are joining the chat. We'll give them a shout out very shortly for episode 512. Uh, Matty's here. Ozzy's here. Steve's here. That's me. Andy's here as well. They're making the announcement in the ring at the moment. Let's see who's got the decision. What are you seeing here, Ozzy? Have they made? Have they made, have read out the scores yet? Or is the referee still trying to pull them back together again? Yeah, uh, Zayed Al-Mouf has just been uh, given the decision on the cards. 38-37 is uh, the winner on all three cards. So They gave him all three rounds he didn't get dropped in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is absolute bollocks. What, you know, you got to feel for the Ecuadorian. That, that is it's such a bad decision. That. And, you know, the, the guys going round, you know, like, it looks he's pointing at all the uh, all the judges, you know, giving him fist bumps and stuff. He's been given a medal as well. He's got Paul Smith in his corner. The WBC have given him a medal each. But he, uh, Mauricio Sullivan's in the ring as well. Boxing has gone to the point where we're handing out participation trophies now. Fuck me. Yeah. What are we going to get? One? That is a shambles. That awful decision. Awful. 
Um, couple of things from the weekend, Ozzy, just to pick up with you. Uh, we spoke off air. Uh, Dil Magani was supposed to fight Liam Dillon on Friday night. That did not happen. Yeah. What, uh, one fight that did happen was Rigondo. Tell us about Dil Magani, first of all. What's going on there? So, yeah, so Dil Magani, um, I should have tweaked last week. I, I saw online that he put something out basically saying that he'd been laid up in, uh, I'll say, bed, a hospital bed uh, on an IV drip because he was uh, really ill and uh, I think he'd had pneumonia as well. So, you know, clearly battling not just an illness, but uh, a really severe illness, which, you know, is obviously detrimental to your health. Anyway, I, I think he's out of hospital now. Clearly wouldn't have been ready for that Liam Dillon fight. But it's just been announced now that he's going to be fighting Zelfa Barrett in the best part of, what, six or seven weeks? Um, how you can be deemed fit to, you know, to compete uh, in a boxing ring in six, seven weeks' time after you're coming off a, a big bout of pneumonia, I do not know. Um, this is something that the board should be looking at. Um, I mean, I guess at the moment it's... I mean, I don't know. Do you, it, does it have to be sanctioned before they announce it? I, I don't know exactly. I think they do. You would have thought so. It, actually. Yeah, you do, actually, because you see, actually... Do you remember when Lucas Brown was considered as an opponent for Dubois and the board stepped in and wouldn't yes. sanction him? So, actually, yeah, so... The board have given the okay for this. Are they not looking at what Dilma Gant, like the illness that he's had? For me, you cannot be physically fit in six or seven weeks' time when you've been not just laid up at home, but in hospital, like I said, on IV drips. You know, it's not just an overnight thing. It'd have been in for, you know, probably at least a week, maybe two. Hey, at least yeah, he's, he's not going to have job. problems making weight. Well, well mate, <laughs> ma making weight, it'd be a fucking corpse on the scales, no doubt, but... Yeah, I'll be piling into Barrett to stop him because he's just not going to have the energy, is he? Uh, maybe he needs to get on 80 eggs a week or something like that, you know, build up his strength. Uh, we all know that no one cares about that sort of a diet anymore. So, yeah, people like to say Jake Paul makes a mockery of uh, of boxing. Yet this week we've seen a, uh, a boxer claim that tainted eggs are the reason that he failed a dope test and everybody else is to blame. So I think there's... That's the real reason what is uh, embarrassing boxing, not people like Jake Paul. But yeah, uh, shame about Dil Magani because he's a talented fighter. And I actually think on form, it would be a pretty decent fight against Zelfa Barrett. Mm. But yeah, I think for me, you know, you know, I don't like constantly going on at Hearn and stuff like that because it, it does get boring. But for me, you know, you should have a duty of care. And I don't, a fighter wants to fight. Sometimes you've just got to go above that and say, look, Dil is not, I don't care, you know, if he says he's fit. For me, six weeks isn't enough and it should just be completely waved away. But yeah, um, that was the reason that didn't happen, uh, which is a shame, really. I think uh, I think in all honesty, he would have probably stopped, well, certainly beaten Liam Dillon. Might well have stopped him, actually, just not through being a big puncher, but I think being a bit too cute, um, having too much for him and just and just overwhelming him, really. Uh, and as for Rigondo, it was short, sweet, gets him out of there. Um, I, I don't really know what he's doing, to be honest, Rigondo, in, in all honesty. <laughs> he doesn't know what else to do with himself, does he? <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird, you know, like he's 42 now, 43. He's more active now than when he was fucking, you know, <laughs> arguably in his prime. It's bizarre. He could still so, yeah, make 118 as well, man. It's crazy. Oh, man, I know, yeah, I know. I, I, I honestly, I don't know what, like I said, I don't know what he's going to do. Um, you know, what? where's he going to go? It's not as if, you know, he's a big name from where, you know, you can pull money in, you know, off ticket sales, that sort of stuff. You know, it is it? it's a decent win, you know, for, 
I don't want to taint him with the term prospect because it's it's where it's out of line that. But you know, like someone pushing world level. And let's have it right. You know, the the Casemiro fight was quite close. Um, that guy that that when he lost in Dubai as well. I, I think basically because he got dropped, that kind of killed him in the fight as well. Um, I can't remember the fight out and out though what it was like if you know if he was jobbed on the cards a little bit. But yeah. I mean, you know, what? What's well, and Ostrolabi just... is not a bad fighter. I mean, after that, he had a decent win too. He's he's a he's a solid enough fighter. Yeah, I, I can't I can't remember. I know that I know the cards. Well, it looked there was a round in it. Adrigondo stayed on his feet. He um he he, he wins the fight, um, or it's a draw or something like that. But um, but yeah, I, I'm just looking at the you know the bantamweight rankings now. You know, look, he's not going to box uh, in a way that's for sure. Can't see him in against Denaire. I don't really know where he's going to go, really. He just seems to be like just not going through the motions, but clearly still needs to fight. Is it a financial thing as well? You know, does he have the finances from where he can't retire? Something like that. But yeah, I, I don't know what he's going to do. Um, it genuinely wouldn't shock me if he ends up like randomly boxing for a world title at like Superfly or Fly, you know, just as a op- random opportunity from nowhere. But yeah, look, he gets a win last night. He did it in not so common Rigondo style, uh, and then yeah, I, I guess we'll we'll ultimately wait and see what happens next. But who knows? Like I say, he's more active now than when he was in his pump, which kind of sums him up as a fighter, really. Well, the thing for him is is uh, I mean, he's been boxing since he was you know knee high to a grasshopper. What's he gonna do? You know, like this is what he knows for the transition yeah. for someone like that's going to be a bitch. Exactly, yeah, and and ultimately as well, you know, he's I guess that's that's what I mean. Is he just doing that because he's he has nothing else to do? I, I don't know. Look, he's still got skills and still got ability, and like I said, there's only really Lomachenko was really beating him up and giving him a beating. The other two fights, you know, like you say, Astralabia and Casimiro were close. Um, you know, he was well in those fights and they they weren't too long ago either. So he's still a very, very good fighter, you know, very, very good. Um, still has skills, will still get good wins. I just don't really know, like, who's going to, you know, give him opportunities. I mean, I, I don't even, I've, I'm just looking at that card. I don't even know who the prom- promoter, Leon. It was Leon Margulis, who, interestingly enough, Ozzy, was at ringside last night as well for the Showtime card, so he was jetting about with old Margulis. I I had an interaction with him once. He was over for the Brady's Prescott corner against Paul McCluskey. I stole his chair, and he was raging. Well, you know, I I hope you got to keep the chair as well, given, uh, you know, your stature over in Ireland as well. So, but yeah... um, but no, like I said, I mean, it's a bit. Of, it's like a small hall card. If anything, I would, I would, you know, consider it too. So, who knows, you know, like where he's going to end up next? But surely he's not just going to continue, you know, boxing, you know, punks like he did last night for the foreseeable. I think he'll be looking working towards a big fight. Might have one more as a run out, and then somehow look to get an opportunity. You know, maybe pick up a, you know, a ranking belt, and he gets pushed up. I, I don't know, but. Yeah, like, like I said, he's, it's like he's just going through the motions, if anything. He's basically boxing because, like you said, Matty, he has nothing else to do. Yep, going through the motions on a Sunday evening like we are. Exactly. Um, shout out to everybody in the chat there. Great energy, says Matt Butters. Maybe he's talking about us. Who knows? Uh, here's one for you, Matty, next Sunday afternoon in the uh, Punjab Public College. 
I know you like a mononym. How about a, a duplicate name here? We've got Shashikant Shashikant on the card. We've got Bupendra Bupendra making his debut. <laughs> I used to work with a guy called Mohammed Mohammed. There's a there's a distinct lack of imagination going into the name in there, Matter. No, it's it's like you don't even give a fuck about your kids. Like, what are they? Just like you know, for future farmers for you? Are we still doing you know agrarian replacement and breeding here? Give the kid a fucking name. Put some thought into it. Is there a river nearby? Name him after the fucking river. Work with me here, people. Jesus Christ, there's over a billion of you. There's got to be a, a good handful of names. I thought you were going to say book them into the river like cats in a bag. Yeah, like uh, like when they used to float the bodies down the Ganges of flame, and if the wife was still alive, she had to hop aboard with the dead husband. There we are. No, you don't yeah. get that type of content anywhere else. <laughs> Episode 512, everybody. Let's shout out to the chat. Let's get our hazmat suits on and have a dip in and see who's hanging around there. Motor City Cobra's here, as always. Uh, Yimmy Yappy, Mark Stanton, Johnny Horsecock Nelson is here, Big A, Joseph Kennedy, that's Joe. He was on with me, Dez, and Ames last night on the Boxing Nutters Calling. Uh, Matt Butters is with us, so is Grime, the Dr. FMG, Michael Thompson, uh, Chilo35, that is Jason Cheel, Baron Bedsores, Des Watson. Sean Edwards was knocking about sometimes. He's not a fan of Hater Dave. He asked for the link. I'll give it him. He didn't come on. Uh, Magoo's there, F2, Matthew Williams, Andrew Thicket. Quite a good turnout tonight. About 12,000 altogether. Hit the like. Uh, Josh Ford, that means you as well. Uh, shout out to Ray. He's joining us alongside Cedric Sniff. Just scrolling on up, seeing if we can see any new names. Anybody that we haven't seen before. We will be talking Connor, Ben, later on. Uh, Danny Young's jumped in as well, so shout out to him. Yep, absolutely, Joe. Good to see you as well. Right, what else have we got then? Let's get on to that Connor, Ben chat now, actually, shall we? Eggs Benedict, as Andy says there on the screen, as Luke Bignall jumps in. He's, he's good for a comment or two, is Luke Bignall. Um, what's going on with this Connor Ben situation then, Ozzy? A few of the boys are throwing in little names there earlier on. Grime says uh, Connor Benedict. Uh, M. Lithgow says Connor Hen. Uh, and also, I, like, I quite liked Hatchroom Boxing as well. The WBC oh. have put their two pence worth in this week. Uh, he's cleared, Ozzy, apparently. He's all cleared now. The WBC have said uh, that there's no undue findings. Connor Ben's fit to fight again. He's going to sue the British Boxing Board of Control, the absolute bastards who were trying to derail his career. Everything is right again with the world. The thing is, though, he's not really clear to fight, is it? Because the the WBC have no grounds to, you know, to ban fighters, to do anything whatsoever. They've just cleared him to be reinstated back into their rankings. They're a sanctioning body, not a governing body. You know, ultimately, you know, the WBC might not, you know, they don't rank, you know, might not rank somebody because they they don't box for one of their belts. That's it. Uh, Ben, you know... Like I said, has gone through all this effort to clear his name with a uh, with a, uh, a sanctioning body, and they're completely pointless. So you know, absolutely, you know, it's it's a joke. It's the excuse of just eggs is embarrassing. You know, he's now there's talk now. He's now coming out saying he's going to be suing the British Boxing Board of Control for loss of earnings for the way they handled it. If it was me, I'd be making inquiries into where the eggs came from and looking to sue those people because ultimately they're the ones who've done you over because they provided you with a tainted product, which you continue to eat. I mean, it's all a bit, you know, dodgy really. I mean, Solomon is just, you know, sometimes you're better off saying nothing, absolutely nothing because what he's come out with is a joke. He's basically said, Oh, I'm no food expert. I'm no this and I'm not that. And like I said before, we're out to mock all these people, um, you know, saying, you know, like, 
look, the misfit stuff is not boxing. And, you know, that is an embarrassment. But people are all right to jump on people like Jake Paul saying, you know, he does absolutely nothing for boxing. He's an embarrassment. He's this and he's that. Yeah. Arguably one of Matchroom's biggest stars has come out and just blamed eating too many eggs as the reason he's not failed. Not one drugs test, but two drugs tests. And after the first one, he continued to eat all these eggs. And he's not the reason like, why boxing is an embarrassment. Come on. You know, I mean, I'm glad we didn't get down the uh, the, the female fertility pill as the reason why, uh, uh, what's it called, as the reason he failed his, uh, his test. Instead, he, cl he claims it's a large consumption of eggs. Well, I'll tell you what, find out where these eggs are from. I will eat... I will eat all these eggs that you claim, by the way. I don't even think it's physically possible to eat all those eggs. You'd be forever shitting. I, I don't think your body can get through that many eggs. But I will eat all these eggs, and then you ped test me and see if I pop for clomiphene as well. well. It's an easy way to do it, isn't it? If it's just eggs, just trial it on somebody. You do the diet, do it for however many weeks he claims, and if it is true from where these eggs are coming from, you'll pop. And you have, there might be some substance to in that, you know, if you trial it on 10 people and they all pop for the same amount of traces. But they won't do that because it's complete bollocks. I don't even think I don't even think you can use clomiphene over here to um, um, I think it's surely part of like, you know, the government rules for like the way you feed chickens and stuff like that. that you can't use, um, you know, basically chemicals like clomiphene in eggs. Come on, Mexican, so Mexican beef and British eggs. Come on, you know the story, Oz. You can't even, well, that's what I mean, yeah. I mean, but this is what I mean, you know, like we're basically just blaming meat. Now, I mean, you know, what what are, we you've got wild tainted wild boar, Mexican beef, and uh, dodgy eggs. So, you know, basically note to all fighters, don't eat eggs, boar, or beef. Because oh no, do do it because nothing happens to you anyway. It's gonna be interesting to see what the British Boxing Board of Control do now. Um do, on the face of it, do I think they um they handled everything perfectly. No. Um, for me, you know, when they got wind of those tests and the results that came through from VADA, you know, something should have been done then. It shouldn't have got to, you know, essentially, you know, three days before, two days before, and the fight is then cancelled. It shouldn't have got to that. Um, but we all come back to it again, don't we? That how many times was it said that, you know, VADA are the best, VADA are this and VADA are that, yet the promotional company then said VADA aren't recognised Therefore, their test is irrelevant. Well, why pay for VADA? What is the point in paying for VADA, who, you know, test you for everything, and, you know, basically to then disregard them? Because Eduardo then says that UCAD, um, sorry, uh, the British Boxing Board of Control do not recognise VADA. They only recognise UCAD. And because Ben didn't fail a UCAD test, it doesn't matter. Well, what is the point in VADA again? And it is sketchy. It's something that I think then needs to be a complete overhaul of the whole system. It should be, you know, when you've got um, USADA, WADA, VADA, UCAD, etc. They should have one list fits all. That's it. None of this in competition, out of competition. It's a one test fit. It's a one list fits all. So that removes some confusion straight away. And each drug's body should be recognised by everybody. So, you know, like, for example, if... Joe Bloggs pops a UCAD test 
that is recognised by everybody. We'd have none of this nonsense then that, oh, well, you know, this board doesn't recognise this or something like that. And again, that is the mockery of boxing. That is the complete mockery and the way that, you know, we're now talking of suing people. We had it with Dillian White where he claimed that the reason his drug, he popped a drugs test is because he was mixing antibiotics in for his dog into its food and stuff like that. That was swept under the carpet. It is an embarrassment. And that is the true thing. And that is why the sport will always struggle. And you know what? In six to 12 months' time, maybe not even that, we're going to see Conor Ben headlining the zone shows again like nothing's ever gone on. And people will just be made to accept or made to take that he's, he's innocent. He's not innocent. He's not proven anything. He's just claimed that he's eaten so many eggs. Yet six, eight months ago prior to all this, he claimed he was vegan or he was majority vegetarian and he didn't eat eggs. So what the hell has changed? You know, you don't just be sad, oh, I'm going to jack being vegan in and go and then and go from one extreme to the other. I'm not going to eat any meat or eggs, and I'm going to eat 80 and 90 eggs a week. You know, come on. And that's the worst thing. You know, they're in, like, respectable titles. It's not just a throwaway comment. You know, GQ magazine, I think, you know, he did a big interview with them saying about his diet, saying what he ate. And, yeah, you know, it, it's something that sometimes I have more time for fighters who, you know, just go, you know what? I got it wrong and I've been caught. People make mistakes and actually you can accept it. You know, people are humans. You know, mistakes happen all the time. Does it, do you agree with it? You know, does it have to be agreed with? No. Do some fighters deserve a second chance, you know, because they've made a mistake? Absolutely. Um, and I'll, I'll finish it on this. Liam Cameron, you know, people like that who have not got the bank balances were nailed by the British Boxing Board of Control for for essentially for doing cocaine. It was something that does not enhance your performance, does not do anything, and that was small traces of it. But because he's not got the bank because he's not got the bank balance of Conor Ben, the board can bully him and the board can nail him. And they'll happily roll out a, uh, a drugs ban for three or four years, the maximum length, and it can't be contested. This one, from where, you know, like clomiphene, you know, like you've had weightlifters, you know, basically Olympic weightlifters come out, talk about it. You've had drugs experts talk about it. But essentially, because he's got money, we'll ultimately see nothing happen to it. And that is the real problem. That's the real reason that the fact that tainted food in this day and age for a professional athlete who is earning millions, he should not be having tainted food. In it's a first impossible. world country, mind you. Too. Exactly. It is impossible. And I think the one thing with Canelo did, by the way, he actually took them to where he bought, you know, where he bought the beef from. In he Mexico, prove it, mate. He also gave a follicle sample as well, which yeah, yeah, follicle in ninety yeah. days after. So, yeah, Canelo will have that tag against him, but at the same time, as he has went above and beyond what Ben has tried to do by trying to prove his innocence, mm-hmm. receipts, purchase, um, and the the hair follicle sample it was the main thing. Ben has done none of those. Sorry, mate, on you go. But no, no, that, that that's it, really. I was just going to say, you know, look, look. We can say all we want about Canelo. Does he does he cheat? Does he not? That sort of stuff. But he did go above and beyond. And like I said, I remember them. And he basically provided addresses, receipts, etc., where this beef came from. And I'm pretty sure from memory, they tested other beef and it did come up in that. I'm, I'm 90% sure that I read something on that, that it was proven to be correct. And like I said, when you offer a hair sample, 
you know, you basically, why are you going to offer a hair sample if you know you've been cheating? Whereas Ew. with Ben, like, like I said as well with Ben, it's not just one test, by the way, it's two. Now, why would you continue to eat something when you've popped for it if you know you've, like, you suspect it? Why? Why would you continue to do that? It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And like I said, for the WSBC to come out, it's irrelevant, really. It's absolutely irrelevant. This is where the board have got to basically, you know, Ben, by the way, has not provided any sort of documentation to the board either. Why? You know, doesn't matter if you clear your name with the WBC, who cares? You know, if Ben doesn't clear his name with the board and this rumbles on, he can't fight in the UK. And I'm not sure how it works, but I'm pretty sure that they can put a blocker on him fighting anywhere else as well. Mm -hmm. I know he, he doesn't have a license at the moment. He decided to relinquish it, you know, didn't renew it. Now, it's rare that happens, you know, and they've done that basically because he can't, I don't think they can formally like punish him as such because he doesn't have a license. So what's he going to do? And all I know is that he will come out worse than this reputationally than anything else because it's 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 a sad state of affairs. Like I say, it's an embarrassment. He's blaming, like we say, blaming tainted eggs. Yeah, that you know, <laughs> there's no proof of this. Um, you know, will he will he continue to eat eggs now? What's he doing? Is he going to go out vegan? Who knows? But. The whole situation stinks, and that is why boxing is an embarrassment because you can ultimately get you can fail two tests, blame something, and at the moment, every you know, a massive governing body just goes, Okay, do no problem, crack on, you're back in our rankings. Crack on, liking I, that, Ozzy, liking crack on. Uh, I, just before, hang on, just before I unleash Andy, you're watching from the other side of the pond, Matty. What are you thinking about this? Is Conor Ben the most dangerous man in British boxing, or is it Gad? Oh, God. Um, I, I guess for the for the female boxers, uh, it's Gad. Um, and for the male boxers, it's not Conor Ben. Um, I, I think the my thoughts on this can be summed up really succinctly. That it benefits the sanctioning bodies to go to bat for drug cheats because without drug cheats, they wouldn't have a product. There you go. Short and tweet for Matty. Uh, coming on to you, Andy, a couple of points from the boys just to ease you in in the chat here. Uh, Matthew Williams says Ben and Eddie haven't tried to prove anything. They've just tried to bluff and blag until people move on. And the Dr. FMG... The Dr. FNG makes a good point, and I've said this myself before. That's what, exactly what VADA are for. They're all on about, oh, we need these drug testing agencies to keep drugs out of the sport, to keep it clean, to keep it safe so that nobody gets hurt. And as soon as someone fails a test, what's the first thing they say? Oh, uh, fantastic. Thanks for finding this out. There's a cheat in our midst. Let's keep the sport safe. Do they mm -hmm. fuck? They're like, let's bully them. Let's bruise them. Let's take them to court. Let's let's stamp on top of them. Let's, uh, you know, just call out all the shit of the day that you can to possibly circumvent this. These drug testing agencies in that case, aren't, aren't worth anything, they're not fit for purpose. Well, this is the thing, mate. I mean, obviously, VADA have got a strict method of operations. They just do the testing or they subcontract the, the testing out to whoever, like in this example, it was, was UCAD. Um, and then, but the thing is, they've not got any powers. They can only report their findings and it's done to the adequate commission, shall we say, to kind of take, take the action. The problem for me, there's, there's quite a few problems here. Firstly, they have spent months trying to get at the drug tests and handling and probably the chain of custody of the of the drug tests. When that had failed, because it's in the WBC statement, clearly states that they had no issue with the handling of said samples. So only in the last three weeks have they now managed to then divert onto these situations with the eggs. 
I didn't hear everything I was going to be saying at the start of that, so I don't know if I'm going to be repeating all ground in that here, but I, I do agree with him with regards to the eggs being tested. You've got people looking at, and at DEFRA's guidelines as well regards to feeding chickens in, uh, or hens in the UK. Um, why has no receipts, or the WBC even been asked that question? I mean, that's the other thing as well. The WBC have come out and says, you know, the statement that is clear, go read the statement. Your statement is fucking nothing, mate. Because you're basically stating that the chain of custody was fine, but you haven't asked where the eggs came from and how this guy who's on a specific diet, literally um, six weeks, he, actually, he, he gave that interview six weeks before he got, he got uh, that drug tested the first time that popped pot. So did he change his diet? We don't know. Diets get changed all the time. But one thing that also struck me as well when I was listening to Gabriel Montoya, actually, there's one thing I never heard at the time when the initial drug test, failed drug test came out, sorry, uh, you know, a couple of days before the fight was due to happen, that apparently the American Boxing, uh, sorry, Association of Boxing Commissions, which I believe is basically stationed in America, had told Eddie, under no circumstances will that fight go ahead, because if it does, you will never, ever, ever promote in America again. Because I think the commissions over there were pissed off with how he handled that Julio Cesar Chavez situation, regards to he, he refused a VADA test, so they refused to sanction him, I think it was in, uh, in Las Vegas, and at the last minute they moved the fight down to Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, Eddie had to then bring in Gabe Rosado on the undercard because he was going to be the standing opponent if Chavez couldn't get licensed. And lo and behold, he gets licensed. And uh, You see it all the time in that as well, you know, but you never hear a fighter say, apart from Chilson, for example, says, yeah, I did it. They always try to blame shift. They put the onus of blame on. They try to put the the, the the blame on the testers, the board. They put the blame on just about everybody apart from the the, the one person himself, the fighter, right? And if you look at the British Board of Controls uh, drug testing uh, rules and regulations, it clearly states Law Thirty One: All license holders agree to cooperate fully with the VADA code comp, uh, compliant anti-doping investigations or proceedings whether conducted by the UK anti-doping or any other competent body. Right? And they also mention here about strict liability. Well, Conor Ben is no longer a licensee of the British Board of Control, so possibly that's the reason why he's no complying with their investigation, which then makes it kind of suitable for him because he doesn't need to then you know, present them with, the, with evidence that they're, that they're uh, requesting. So it makes their job harder. So what are you going to do? Are you going to sue the board? Yeah, we'll sue the board because you know, they've not got money. They'll fucking bow over because we've got the cash to outspend them. Meanwhile, you've got Eddie running about, fucking trying to, you know, basically make fights. We mentioned Dylan White against uh, Oscar Rivas, for you know, for example, an absolute shit show of situation that was as well. Um, you know, it's okay when it's your guy, you'll fucking back him up to the hilt. But when it's the B side or a guy you've brought in, you would fuck him off immediately. He's a cheater. You should be banned for the sport for life, four years. There is nobody in this world believes the excuse you're coming out with. Eddie and Connor and all your fucking lawyers and that type of thing. All you've got here is lawyers who know how to get rid of the regulations and that. As I say, you just put the fear of God. The board will cave on this. I you're guarantee right. it. You're, they you're right, Andy. Cave. And I'll tell you one thing. See, see if they were successful, actually, uh, Ben, soon for was it three and a half million quid. I would hope Chris Eubank is on the back end here saying, well, wait a minute, by the way. I want to cut your fucking money that you got off the board because Chris Eubank done his job. He made weight twice. And he was ready to fight, right? He didn't pop. Te- he didn't pop positive. Ben did, right? So if you're going to sue the board for loss of earnings and reputational damage, 
then you should be getting some fucking money to Chris Eubank, who done his job and was ready to fight. You didn't. You're a wee cheat, and nobody is buying what you're trying to fucking sell us right now. It's an absolute disgrace. An absolute disgrace. This is this is where we're at with the sport now, by the way. And I, I tell you, if, if, the, if the stories about Eddie is bang on for what I for what I heard at least not about him getting banned for America, what does that tell you, by the way? Oh, yeah. What does that tell you? That you've actually got an American, you know, the head of the American boxing commissioners telling you, oh, right, this fight is not happening. In a foreign country, this fight is not happening. Mm-hmm. Or was you're not going to be fucking promoting in America ever again. He has run the risk too many times, Eddie. He's put too many noses out of joint, and it's going to come home to fucking Rue at one point. I can guarantee it. But in the meantime, they'll use the bully boy tactics, throw the cash at it, they're fancy lawyers, and eventually Conor Ben will be reinstated, and he can run about and tell us that he is uh, he's innocent, proven innocent, sorry, that type of shit, and he can get on the Earl Spence, slag him off about his drink-driving convictions, which, by the way, I love Smiddle's response to it, by the way, when he says, other than alcohol in the system via an official breathalyzer test, there was no evidence that he intentionally consumed alcohol. <laughs> so I love that one. Brilliant, Smiddle. So, it's, yeah, th- this is where we're at. He's entitled to be pricked. That's what he is, by the way. You know, it's it's you kind of hit on it with, you know, the way they manipulate and maneuver around. And the problem with boxing is there's no real rule of law. There's rule by lawyers. And that's how you end up with a corrupt sport. And that's why guys like uh, Liam Cameron ends up getting banned for four years for cocaine. I mean, <laughs> cocaine's not PED. You've got a guy fuck. I mean, look at look at. I guess if it's in your water bottle when you're in the fucking yeah, corner, being like, ah! <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll no I'll hog it, but what I want to say is this: what we mentioned about Canelo trying to prove his innocence. Ben's done none of that, right? Canelo also, I believe, enrolled in a a, a, a year a year long testing program uh, as part of his reinstatement. I believe Ben's not Ben dropped out of the rankings because he hadn't enrolled in the, in, the, in the drug testing. Re-enrolled. Gets popped hot, gets kicked out. But then you've also, as well, you've got situations. You've got Jean Pascal, for example, popped twice for EPO, right? a blood booster, you know, because he's, he needs he needs, he needs needs gas on the stretch like Pascal does because he's, he, he can't last the fucking pace. So he gets he gets blood boosters, right? He never served a ban. He didn't go into fucking 24 7 drug testing, 365, none of that pish. Yeah, he got reinstated. You know, it really doesn't matter. I mean, can you imagine like what happened to you bank against against Liam uh, Smith had happened against Conor Ben for example and then it came out literally like after the fight they hit fucking pop positive and you bank had somehow sustained an injury that was maybe, maybe life altering motherfucker man it would, it would, the sport would be on the brink of getting banned it's fucking kind of keep going on man because as I say it's, 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 he's got caught because he lacks the IQ test that's what it is you get caught Fucking drug uh, mm-hmm. with drugs these days. It's an IQ test you failed. No other fucking drugs test. And that's the reason why that Doctor Uzman was brought in it was, to, was to try and find out why this shit was still in his system. Well, if, Eddie, uh, Eddie Hearns. Eddie Hearns. Eddie Hearns not bothered though. Let, no, let's have it right. No. Of course he's, he's not. He's not bothered because he would have happily gone on with this and just said, "Well, the board sanctioned it. No problem." Exactly. Do you remember like before the Dillian White Oscar Rebus fight? That failed test came out. What I think it was twenty four forty eight hours before fight night. They had statements prepared for the press conference after it. Dillian White was told, don't cut your hair, that sort of stuff. Yet, despite knowing about that bodge test, they still proceeded with that fight. You know, he goes on camera, cried when that 
I forget his name, but when that boxer died in the ring and he's crying about it, that sort of stuff, saying it's so upsetting, yet he has happily and would have happily seen one of his fighters go in after failing two tests against a guy who would have been essentially, from what we've seen, severely weight-drained, by the way, and then he already allowed it once to happen as well with Dillian White uh, against uh, Oscar Rivas. And he can say, it well, the board allowed it to go ahead. Well, actually, if you've got a duty of care for fighters, in your eyes, you know, he's saying like, well, I wish the board did cancel it six weeks ago because uh, we would have saved a fortune. You could have pulled that event yourself. You could have said, because of this, we're delaying it and we'll get this sorted. Then we know it can go ahead. Instead... You know, he saw the pound notes, he saw everything going, he saw the tickets had sold out, and he thought, we'll just carry on. You know, Eubank's team agreed. I actually wonder if Eubank was properly told about this. Because you know what we're like? Callis Sowerland, you know what he's like as well? He loves a pound note, so he can sniff a load of beak up it as well. So, yeah, you know exactly what it's like. And, again, how, you know, how how, re- how bothered are these sort of people? <coughs> you know, how, how bothered are they? In my opinion, they don't give a toss whatsoever. It's all about money, it's all about profits, and it's all about being high profile. And for Ben, you nailed it right, he's self-entitled. The way he's coming across, it's like, you know, spoilt brat, throwing his toys out the pram, and he doesn't like the fact that people are having a go at him for what he's done. And like I said, this, 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 you know, this reason, this I'd love to know what is in this 270-page dossier, by the way. Ultimately, prove where you got the eggs from. They'll go away, go and test the eggs, and then, look, if the eggs come back and they're riddled with fucking clomiphene, fair dues. You know, you've got an argument, but you're fucking fucked if they don't. Because I tell you what, you're not telling me that they've just botched, you know, a a load of uh, a batch of eggs that over a a period of time that you've just eaten, and that's it. And then they decided, no, we're going to go a different route now. We're going to feed our chickens different and, uh, you know, to provide better eggs. How the fuck? You know, like I said, people have looked at the DEFRA rulings and I'm 99.9% sure that is banned over here. It's not allowed. So I'd love to see this. I would love to see this document, you know. Again, they spoke about all the time, you know, the British boxing, you know, the nailing the board, yet they then go, well, they're not involved. You know, this is this is a legal, this is a legal um, battle with the WBC. This is not with the board. Well, actually, if you're that bothered about anything, you're that innocent, you'd have a cue and just say, right, guys, line up and we'll get you all involved and we'll get this all sorted once and for all. Instead, what you're going to do is start the process again. Instead, no, you'd be chucking your money about and ultimately it'd be bully boy tactics of trying to pressure the board. They'll see their arse because they've not got three million quid to, uh, to spare on that and that'll be it. It'll be done and dusted and it'll all be forgotten about. It's a, it's a joke. And like you said, it's an absolute disgrace the way, you know, like I said, it's self-entitled. And, you know, like I said, I put the, I put them all on the same page. You know, Ben, Hearn, you know, they're all up there. They're all exactly the same. They don't give a toss. Don't give a toss. Connor Ben, he's bang to rights. Guilty, we say. Guilty on the asylum. Let's move on to the action for next Could weekend. Who sample that? Um... I don't know where the B sample is. I'll tell you what, Andy, they're going to need a B sample after these boys in the ring at the moment. Have you caught up with Macaboo Jack yet? I'm about 50, sec- on, um, 50 seconds 50... into my stream, my, my pay per view stream, sorry, that I paid for earlier. Uh, what you seen so far? You did the pay for that, did you? Of course I did. All above board. I'd, I'd, I'd say Badoo Jack's too up. 
I'm, I'm, I'm only just turned it on, mate. I'm on round two. Forty seconds left from round two just now. Uh, mm-hmm. Looks like you know Jack's just manoeuvring around about the ring. Macabre just popping jabs. Nah, nothing really to kind of get right home about just now. Yeah, nothing so far. About 25 seconds to go. We'll keep an eye on that one for you. Sticking with you, Andy. Two lesser-spotted heavyweights um, returning to action next weekend what, on Friday Steve, evening. What, what, Steve? We haven't even talked about the Golden Boy card on Thursday or the Pro Box TV card from Wednesday. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'll give the floor to Matty then. Go ahead. I... I, I invested so much time into watching these fights, and, and we know I, all I, about your investments. I, I tell you, it's a. It's no Floyd Mayweather smart investments anyway. Well, I I I enjoyed the another decent per, uh, card from Pro Box TV on Wednesday night. Remember, alternating Wednesdays in two weeks' time or a week and a half, they're going to be back in Mexico uh, for Juan Mel, Manuel Marquez's uh, card. Uh, but the main event, uh, Manuel Gallegos uh, take uh, going to. To a draw or a majority draw with uh, Richard Van Sicklin. I thought Van Sicklin won this fight, Steve. I don't know if you caught this card. I thought that he was landing the uh, the cleaner shots down the stretch, and every time it seemed like he was like tiring out. He he was just able to pull off a good combination and set Gallegos back on his heels, who just never seemed to have the oomph to to really uh, corner Van Sicklin, uh, who's really rising up. I think that was a 168 pound fight, and uh, yeah, and. Uh, kind of impressed with this guy uh i i enjoyed that fight quite a bit actually um let's see here they're also daryl valsant uh winning unanimous decision over lucas de Abreu. uh he looks to be a decent enough prospect i think i kind of enjoyed that one but uh, for me i think if i was to say that there was uh, a, a prospect on there who i'm really keeping an eye on it's going to be Najee lopez this dude is a tank uh he's apparently working his way down to super middleweight uh from cruiserweight and, and he's just huge. Uh, unanimous decision over Christian Fabian Rios, who's been the distance with a number of decent fighters. Um, but I'm going to be watching Najee Lopez. This this kid, uh, I, I think there's something to him. Uh, over six rounds. The only issue with this one, if I recall, or it might have been the Abru fight. It was a six-rounder that was supposed to be an eight-rounder, and the uh, the fighter that lost was very, very pissed off uh, when they uh, were getting ready to announce after six rounds. So it uh, seems like they're a little disorganized at times down there. Um, but uh, these cards are decent, Steve. I'm enjoying these Wednesday cards from Pro Box. Uh, definitely a good one that they put up this week. Um, and then uh, over on DAZN on uh, Thursday, we had a good, uh, a good uh, card that uh, was headlined uh, – the, or the uh, about right underneath the headliner, uh, Flores against Gonzalez. Flores coming in undefeated. Gonzalez, one of them uh, Venezuelans with a huge undefeated record, uh, coming in uh, twenty five and two uh, or twenty five and one at the time. All wins uh, by way of knockout, um, and it was a you know a good uh, kind of a good back and forth fight. I thought uh, it was uh, very very entertaining. The kind of fight uh, where uh, a young fighter definitely gets a uh, a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, experience in that one. Um, so these are some decent middle of the week cards that are coming in there. Uh, you had uh, I believe his name is Scrappy Ramirez was the headliner on that one. He's a 112 pound fighter. Uh, Scrappy from Ramirez, La- did yeah. you say? Yeah, from the Los Angeles <laughs> uh, area. He uh, he's a good he's a good fighter. I think it was Ramirez. Uh, they have all you're trying to go through my notes and I didn't take any. I'm like, oh yeah, I need to start taking. Yeah, John Scrappy Ramirez. I was right. I remembered his name. Yeah, uh, he, the first time he went the distance over ten uh, over Luis Padilla. Good 112 pound fighter. He puts his punches together really well. Um, he's got good footwork. Uh, he can bang a bit. 
Um, he just had a really tough opponent in there. Um, but, you know, considering they're both uh, on zone, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, somewhere down the line you're going to see him in there against Bam. Um, they're, they're definitely building up that, uh, that talent at the bottom of that one. Um, but, uh, also, uh, there was a really good, uh, fight on that one, uh, uh, between Via Lobos and I believe the last name was Lundermilk, uh, t- uh, <laughs> of six round chick fight. And they were just beating the shit out of each other, Steve. I don't know if you caught the clip that I posted in the Nutters group, but <laughs> these chicks were going to war. Um, and if for some reason you wander over to Jazone. Catch, go ahead and watch that six round chick fight, man. That was it was good entertainment. I'm not saying either of them are world beaters, uh, but when you see a mom of three from Albuquerque, New Mexico, going in there and just uh, you know fucking swinging for the fences, uh, you got to give her some love. So uh, good, uh, good fight on that one. Uh, nice for the middle of the week. I don't expect much, um, but particularly those Pro Box TV cards are entertaining. Yeah, I do like the Pro Box ones. Um, I I didn't catch this one this weekend or, or realize about the Zone one. I know there was a card in Canada. I didn't I didn't see that either. And Triller, the lesser spotted Triller, uh, put on a, a show during the week as well. Didn't look look like much cop, so I gave that a miss. As I was mentioning to you, Andy, a couple of heavyweights returning to action this weekend. Uh, Murat Gassiev, twenty nine and one, the one defeat to Alexander Usyk is going in against twenty and zero with sixteen knockouts. Mike Balagun. And in Armenia Ar- as well. In Armenia on Friday night, one night before, Ajit Kabiel, uh, some near five and a half years since he beat Derek Chisora, is fighting for the vacant European title against Agron Smakichi. What can we expect from both of these guys, Andrew? I want to see them active mainly. Stick them in against each other if they win. Well, Kabiel's fighting for a title that he actually vacated. So, fuck <laughs> That's what I was... thought. He was European champion yeah, before, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm saying he held the... The last time I can recall, he had beat Chisora, you say, five years ago, and then he went into fucking hibernation. And he was still European champion for a long time, I believe, then he obviously must have vacated the belt. I don't know if he's even fought any time recently in the last year or so, and I'm a bit has, but I've been under the radar. And the, uh, Gazayev, I mean, he's probably struggling for opponents and that as well, isn't he? If he's not going to... Obviously, there's a reason why that fight's happened in Armenia, I suppose, but it would be easier for... Is, is his opponent an American by any chance, no? Where's his yes. opponent from? Yeah, he has an American, yeah, so that's probably yeah. the only place he's been able to fight, actually, is Armenia. Uh, I dare say, guys, I will knock him out early doors. Um, he's not really been up to much, apart from knocking out bombs that he's been facing at heavyweight and that. So, yeah, lesser known, so to speak. Talking about heavyweights now, I've just seen Mike Tyson getting interviewed here. You ever yeah. notice he's sounded uh, very, very, you know, he's, he's very, he's got a lot of clarity, actually, when he's talking. So he's clearly he's no man to get, get his bag of weed in or his edibles into Saudi Arabia and that. He, he looks in good. decent shape, you know, because he was getting a bit fat at one time, wasn't ah, he? Ah, he is. He's, he's, been, he's been training pretty well and that, mate. Uh. But uh, mm. I'm just looking at this. Macapu's Macab- been leaning it on him uh, a little bit in that third round, isn't it? The fourth, and he's getting some body shots in here and some heavy heavy shots to the head. So, Well, that's how Adonis Stevenson turned the fight. Do you remember against Jack? He was struggling badly, and then he Aye. landed that big body shot in about the ninth, and then he sort of turned it round for the draw. I think it ended up in the end, or, <laughs> or Stevenson maybe. I forgot they fought each other. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It was the big body shot, wasn't it? The big left hand to the body from Stevenson that turned that fight. And uh... Macabu's just been badly dropped, though, now. Oh, I really? Know. I, haven't, I haven't got that yeah. far. There you are. It's all happening. Not on my stream. Not just yeah, we should have thought about that. The fact that fucking Tony dropped him fucking six, seven years ago. And oh, yeah, see, no. Oh, yeah, he's done a little twizzle and all on the neck. Oh, God, that doesn't look too good. Hopefully he's all right. I'm not going up to you, but it's about round. Oh, geez, there we go. Oh, yeah. This will do well for the people listening on Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> dropped with one minute to go in round four. Up at the count of six. 
Yeah. Legs seem solid enough, at least. Oh, we've got Jack down now. What? Oh, How many jokes? <laughs> This is like the night that Josh Warren, no, Amir Khan was fighting Sammy Vargas or something, yeah, I think it was. Oh, and then, oh Warrington uh, Law, yeah. Uh, okay. uh, we were all behind. So I think I was the only person that was actually like on real time. Just said, ooh, and then Ted Sanker's laid out, ooh. Yeah, me off. <laughs> I'm screaming, like, what the fuck is the fight? It doesn't work, it doesn't work. Uh, Mate, you love a DAZone card. Uh, Angel Fierro, I hope I'm not putting you on the spot here, on uh, Thursday, no, next Saturday, sorry, the 4th of March, Angel Fierro, 21-2, and WBO, NABO, lightweight title against Eduardo Estella from Mexico, Kevin Rooney Jr. It's Eddie Hearn promoting this. Any interest, Mate? Do you, do you even know it's happening? I think I remember seeing this happening, but all of my focus has been on uh, Max Sio versus Figueroa. That's the one I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Fierro is a decent enough fighter. Uh, for some reason, uh, I I think he was in there with Burgos. Might have. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah. Do you go to a draw with Burgos or? He has a draw on his record. I think that was either Burgos or one of the other. Yeah, I think it was actually. I've, I've come out of his record now. Yeah, and I mean, so you got to think about Burgos at the at his age. I mean, he's still giving people a good challenge and stuff like that. But so you got to have your doubts about uh, about uh, Fierro on that one alone. Uh, but but we'll see. Uh, we don't really know uh, what his opponent's going to bring to the table. Um, but uh, you know, uh, if uh, an old Burgos is giving you a hard time, young guy who's who's uh, got a little bit about him, it could very well uh, upset the apple cart. You might well do. Uh, coming back to uh, domestic front, Aussie, next Saturday evening in Newcastle. Hopefully this is televised or YouTubed or streamed or something, because this is actually a really good card. Headlined by Lewis Ritson against O'Hara Davis, two losses apiece on their respective records. Thomas Patrick Ward, he has the strangest record in British boxing. He's 33-0-1 now. I remember him turning up on Showtime about seven years ago. He's fighting against an unbeaten guy, Otterbeck Kolmatov. Lee McGregor, another one who fell off the radar um, mm. After that fight with Cash Farouk, he's going in an eight-rounder now against this Alexis Cabore. Not sure what's happening with him. And Stephen Cairns, the Irish takeover, is on the undercard as well. Good Phil Jeffries show this. Do we know anything about TV? Uh, any thoughts on the main event? I think I'm sure I saw something that if it doesn't get picked up last minute by a TV channel, that Boxing Social are going to stream it Okay, um, on their YouTube channel. Or if it's not Boxing Social, it's... It's, it's one of the other ones. Fox I can't remember. Was it? Well, yeah, we're we're open to offers. <laughs> you know, open to offers. Happy to work. You know, um, uh, on our delayed streams. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You never you never know. I'm sure we can get up there. We can speak to Hobson and get his uh, <laughs> his crew up there. You know, from the car park to uh, help us set up the streams. But but no, very good main event. This was initially a Prebellum card. And I think has since been taken over by Phil Jeffries. So Prebellum have just uh, disappeared into the wilderness. Um, I assume it's still going on. Not heard much about it, in all honesty, in terms of, you know, like build up, but uh-huh. the main event itself, particularly up north, sells itself. Lewis Ritson, O'Hara Davis. Um, it's a fight I'll probably predict. Well, I think O'Hara Davis will win, and I think he'll stop Lewis Ritson as I well. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, Ritson. You know, again, you know, I remember when he, you know, like I said, burst on the scene, but, you know, he signed with Matchroom and was blitzing all these domestic, you know, lightweights and then kind of got somewhat found out a little bit against Francesco Patera, bounced back, you know, beat Robbie Davis Jr., got a terrible gift against Miguel Vasquez, 
And then, you know, I was banged out off Jeremiah's Ponce, who we, uh, we were speaking about before. Uh, he's had a couple of fights since, you know, beat um, last time out. I think it was, was it Zlatan Khan in that he beat on points? Um, yes. You know, Zlatan Khan in, you know, was, I think it was basically just a shadow, was washed, really. Um, O'Hara Davis has been a oh, really weird one. He won that golden contract, you know, this, this big lucrative deal never really appeared. And now he's, uh, he's essentially, you know, continuing in the away corner. Um, I think Davis has made a lot of his dough already and he's just investing in it in property. He'll be getting handsomely paid for this, no doubt. And I think it's a fact that he'll win and win well. Um, the undercard, yeah, like you say, Thomas Patrick Ward. I don't really know what he's doing because, like you say, he had a six-rounder last time out. You know, he's just, he's a fantastic talent, by the way. You know, he's really, really talented, has good skills, knows what he's doing. He just lacks a dig. You know, he can he can't punch really. You know, from a like in all honesty, at a top level perspective, he just can't dig. And it's a shame because I think if he had a bit of power about him, he would. It'd be a problem because he's got really good skills, but I just think at the top level against you know a good fighter, he is going to struggle. Um, I'm not sure what I don't know anything about this opponent. Um, you know, he's 10 and 0, 9 KOs. Isn't Ward um, top he, 10 in a number of the sanctioning bodies? He's, he's highly ranked by the IBF. I know that, really highly ranked. I'm sure at one point he was lined up for a world title eliminator. Um, I, I want to say last time at that fight with that, Gregorian was a um, was some sort of, you know, eliminator or something like that. Uh, he's been on the scene for ages. He's just not, he's got no backing whatsoever. Um, not Gregorian, sorry, that was. Um, that was that Otterbeck Kolmatov's opponent. Um, oh, bloody hell, who was it? I think Padilla. Sorry, I think the Padilla fight was, you know, for some sort of, you know, like ranking belt, I think. I can't remember, but yeah, he's highly ranked by uh, pretty much everybody. Um, and yeah, I, I don't really know what to expect. You know, I, I don't know anything about the opponent. You know, if, if you're going to, if you were to bet on anything, Ward decision is usually nailed on because that's all, that's the only way he wins. Uh, but yeah, I, I think he he needs like a big fight. He's he's got one of the most bizarre records, as Steve said in British boxing. Lee McGregor finally back on the scene as well. You know, drew with that guy who beat um, who back who beat Gamal Yafai actually in his last fight. Again, not boxed in over a year, and again, you know, just a really disappointing. You know, like since he uh, for me got a gift against Cash Farouk. You know, Farouk has obviously you know since retired. Um, he's had, you know, wins against Ryan Walker, Karen Guerfi, and that Vincent Legrand, uh, and then obviously drew with Diego Ruiz, and then just went missing. Not sure why. Not sure if he's had personal problems. I don't know, but it's good to see him back out. Fingers crossed, he is fighting. We know Boxrec isn't always up to date, so we'll see what the card is next weekend. Uh, and then, yeah, the rest is very much made up of, you know, prospects, young guys. Adam Cope on there, you know. I think he's quite well supported up in Newcastle. I want to say he's an area champion. I think he beat Northern champion, beat Jordan Ellison a couple of fights ago. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Irish Stephen Cairns, the takeover. And yeah, two or three other guys. So, decent little card, to be honest. Um, like we said, I think we'll definitely see it via some sort of uh, YouTube channel, which is good, particularly for the main event. Um, if I wasn't seeing any of the undercard, I wouldn't be disappointed. But the Ritson Davis fight is definitely one I want to see. And it's one of those that I don't really think can not be exciting. Ritson has got one way of fighting. Um, Davis can be a little negative, but I think if a fighter tries to put it on him, it suits him as well. 
Um, Ritson's not the biggest of punches, so Davis doesn't need to worry about that. And I think uh, I think it might end badly for Lewis Ritson. I think he'll end up knocked out towards the in the second half of the fight. Yeah, I agree, Andy. I'm going for <clears throat> excuse me, O'Hara Davis around round eleven or something. He's got long arms. He's very awkward to fight. At a certain level, he's going to get beaten, but he's he's a bit of a banger as well, and he's a good fighter. I think he'll have too much for Ritson uh, there, Andy. Decent enough domestic card um, next Saturday evening. What are you thinking? Ritson O'Hara Davis, Andy. Any any thoughts? Sorry, mate. I was chatting away myself. Yeah, I did notice the curry that... from his lips. Oh, it was good, mate. I, I was in the hill and that, like, like a motherfucker. I was, really good. But I was worrying, though, because he's just like a cough, hiccup, and fighting at the same time because of the cooking came out. But uh, Lee McGregor, um, I don't know what's been happening there. Before. He's no fought in well over a year. I know the, um, his missus had a, had a kid not that long ago. Maybe it was like over a year ago. And I know one opponent had fell through. Um, I think it might have been one, it was meant to happen with one of Josh Taylor's cards. I can't remember. But And he's obviously vacated the belts and that as well. So I don't know if the weight is now an issue as well. So. That's all I can think about that one. Uh, yeah, I agree a bit about Davis. Um, I think he will get to Ritson, probably stop him late. Um, as you say, he's awkward. Um, although he, he, he can be got at uh, Davis, to be fair, but uh, I don't think Ritson's got the tools to get to, get to him. Um, don't know anything about the guy that Patrick Ward's fighting, but he's a huge back, isn't he? So, you know, he's he's likely to be semi decent at least. So, we just don't know yeah. what we're going to get with that one. So, we we'll just, just don't know, do you, with them boys sometimes? Yeah, sometimes you'll get a great one, sometimes you'll get an average one. It's just a bit like Ukrainians and that as well, eh? A bit like that Ukrainian fought last week. What was his name? The heavyweight guy. Oh, um, Faust, uh, Victor Vykost. Is that him? Aye, well, the, yeah. the one that kind of, you know. Expected the day pretty decent things, but then didn't really kind of do much to be fair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a decent card, though. But it's, did you see always it was getting boxing socials picking up? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, not sure. I, I'm not sure if it is them. I want to say, is there a um, is it boxing UK who were northeast based and they travel down? I want to say it's them who'll be streaming it, um, not boxing social actually. I want to say if it's going to happen, it's going to go on boxing UK because I think they are northeast based and um, do a bit of work with Phil Jeffries as well. and Good, fair play to the lads if they can get that. You know, if you know, there's no UK TV, um, you know, utilizing the relationships, able to show it for people. Um, it is a fact that people want to see, so yeah, pretty sure it is boxing UK that it's going to appear on. Yep, there you go, Ritson against O'Hara Davis. Rapping Rob Kelly's jumped in on the chat here. Uh, Badu Jack's in the ring against Macabre at the moment. Um, the way t- the time is running along here, Rob, it looks like the Jake Paul Tommy Fury fight is going to be going on during Bellew of the week. I think there's no, there's no more fit in a place for it. Well, basically, I wanted the title of the show changed to Jake Paul Tommy Fury Boxing Asylum Fight Companion to try and bring in some <laughs> of this traffic. You know what I mean? I had no intentions of watching, fucking doing a watch along, but we could have get my comments along the way or our comments along the way rather. But uh, yeah, fucking hell, who knows what's going to happen in? Uh, well, the money's on the in, on the draw in the Jack fight anyway, surely between Macabo and Battle Jack. That's that's logged for a draw. But the other one, the main event, could be a draw as well. Something tells me, uh, fucking all is not what it seems. <laughs> You're so <laughs> cynical, Robert. I know what's happened to me. <laughs> um, did you manage, Rob, just quickly to catch anything over the weekend? Matias Ponce was a decent enough scrap for as long as it lasted. Yep. Yeah, um, I thought you were called Maddie Ponce. 
I really have to start trying to get on from the start. Um, yeah, cr- crack and fight, crack and fight. Um, really like Matthias, Chris Puncher, um, showed a bit of balls as well, was ready to go and mix it up. Puncher was coming to try and take his fucking head off from the first round. Um, and it's like he weathered the storm and gave him a bit of his own medicine and ultimately made him do a no mass. And uh, he's fucking put himself in that. That 140 division is fucking on fire, by the way. Absolutely on fire. And he's put himself in there now for in, in against any of them. They're saying pro grade for him next. That, that's a cracking fight if um, Josh Taylor and, and Tiafimo Lopez are going to be dance partners for each other. Why not let pro grade out against... That's a real fucking... T- I don't, I'm not sure at pro grade at this stage of his career if that's exactly... The fight he wants, he wants is a bit high risk, low reward, isn't it? Like, but um, crack and fight that'd be between the two of them too. Actually, him versus Ramirez would be pretty good as well. Um, but yeah, really like it. Really, a fight really delivered under fucking state and fight. To be honest with you, definitely a um, hardcore, hardcore fight. Like, not too many casuals are picking up on those guys' names. But um, he's announced himself in the one forty division now, uh, Matias. So like, I'd like to see him again. Um, what else was on this weekend? I don't think I caught much else to be honest no, with you. No, that was pretty much it. Rigo going to win on Friday night, but other than that, Rob, KO one, KO one yep. from the guard, Rigo. Um, good to see him back at eighty six years of age. Um, that was one of the fucking saddest days ever on the pod, man. After that Lomachenko Rigo fight, like you know, I was fucking, I was rooting for him. I even though like I, I kind of felt he'd lose. I never felt he'd lose like that. Like and it was a, it was a tough one to take. So good to see Rigo on the comeback trail. Um, fucking, if it, I, I tell you what. Fucking eggs are the enemy of boxing, aren't they? Rigo's fucking... They're either fucking... They're either failing you for dope tests or blowing up in your face. It's fucking... You can't win with the eggs, like... So, fucking... Um, yeah, so... No, fuck all else. Not, not else. I saw some, some bit of sport on today as well. I took it in a little small bit of sport going on as well. Anyone see it? Oh, no. Nobody saw it. Uh-huh. Oh, just yeah. me. Floyd, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather, no, no. Floyd Mayweather. I actually saw the fucking Floyd Mayweather jammers fight, didn't I? When I was going around the block, I stuck it on Facebook. Did you watch it? Oh, man, absolute car, car, car crash. Floyd was wearing a pair of um, Union Jack trunks. There, was, there wasn't a sinner in the stadium. He was fat. I thought it was Alfredo Morelos for the first fucking half an hour. He's looking, He's up on the ring apron. He's out talking to Conlon. Poor Chalmers, like, Floyd, I tell you what, right? Floyd's actually a bit of a bastard, man. Like, I saw a, fo- a footage of him recently. No. No, yeah, I saw him, sp- I saw him spire a guy, another YouTuber who never had a fight, and he fucking spired him and gave him verbals throughout the whole fucking fight and was hitting him with some, like, prime Mayweather check left hooks along the way. He's a right bastard altogether, so he's beating up poor Aaron Chalmers with the green arm, uh, the green arm bandit, in front of fucking nobody. Uh, Sonny, <laughs> Sonny Edwards rocked up. Um, turns up on comms after uh, somebody tried to say to John, I don't know if anyone saw I'm sure we get to it better the week I don't know if anyone saw the fight between reality stars Natalie Nunn and Tommy Lee Tommy Lee now would be eclipsing Obanoff and uh, and Baumgartner in the look stakes but hasn't got can't fight a lick and I, I think she was a bit drunk so she got the fucking head boxed off her uh, your man the commentator on Zeus Network tried to go to Johnny Nelson who somehow fucking ended up there and said, what a fight, Johnny. Did you see that fight? What a fight. And Johnny Nelson, even Mr. Company, ultimate company man one-on-one, he couldn't even hold a straight face. He just burst there laughing and was like, I, I don't know what the fuck that was, basically. So next minute, we, we rock up with Sonny Edwards. He's not really dressed like a commentator, just has a kind of an anorak on him. And he the great Sonny Edwards, world champion. What did you think of that? And he was like, well, my missus is a big fan of these reality TV stars, and I tried to get free tickets for this fight, and they told me that... Uh, they weren't going to give them to me unless I turned up on comms. And he goes, and I'm not even joking. 
<laughs> he just puts it out there like, yeah, I'm here because my wife wanted to be here. And so fucking yeah, yeah. So the so fucking Floyd man, Floyd and and Aaron Chambers, Aaron going the whole eight with the oh, and on top of that, I it has to be Bellyude, but I can't fucking hold it. On top of that, the broadcasters and the graphics guys thought the fucking fight was six rounds. They had the graphic five of six, and then it gets to the six rounder like and this fight's just gonna keep going. Well, we thought it was six, but it's gonna be eight (laughs) rounds after all. <laughs> so Zeus Network are off to a flyer. They're definitely going to rival BLK Prime in the fucking stakes. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, sounds like fun. Rob having fun on a no, no Frank Buglioni, but a, a bit of Floyd Mayweather and Aaron Chalmers on a Saturday night. I'm sorry I missed it. No, it sounds quite good. People falling off stools and all. Uh, Matty, I feel like I should hand over to you for the Figueroa Magsayo fight because it sounds like something that's going to be on the the prediction league. Am I right? Yeah, you'd be correct on that one, Steve. And, and it's it's interesting on this one. I, I'm curious where everyone's going on this. Because um, I feel so strongly about Figueroa. So I should probably tell you Max is going to win, right? Um, but the over-under on this fight is 10 and a half rounds um, with, uh, with, uh, be, with you getting extra juice going on the under. Um, so I'm kind of surprised on that one. Is, is anyone on the panel not going Figueroa by knockout? Before yeah, I, I was going to go. I was going to go figure out on points. To be honest with you. Okay, and Rob just left. He's had enough. He's no interest in this. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'd like to have a little banner on the fight before we get to the prediction itself. But I'm interested. You said points on that one. He's just, I don't know. I, Steve, he just, he was already such a real, a, a good puncher, a good banger, a good inside fighter, uh, great pressure at 122. And he just seems more filled out at 126. I don't think he's one of those guys who's going to be hurt in the power category moving up. I, I just, I think he's going to be more of a tank. Yeah, quite possibly, he might well be. Um, I don't know. I think Magsayo's sturdy enough. He's not the greatest fighter in the world, but I think he's shown over time that he can, he can last the distance against decent enough guys. Obviously, no one who puts the pressure on to head and especially to body as someone as physically big, especially at this new weight as you mentioned, as a as Figueroa is going to be, but. Uh, Sayer was giving Magsayo a tough fight before he knocked him out. I know he had the draw with Figueroa, but there was uh, extenuating circumstances to that. But I just think Magsayo's got enough about him to hang in there. To be honest, I'm going for a Figueroa on points uh, if I have to pick. So yeah, that's my that's my uh, my, my thing. I, I don't know. It's um, <clears throat> I, I just I feel the knock. I'm feeling the Figueroa by knockout, and it's I mean the only way I'd go, Andy, kind of where I kind of lean on this one too is you, you kind of saw as. Uh, Maxio picked up his title against a one-armed Gary Russell Jr. and kind of did it by the skin of his teeth. Um, and then uh, he, he got beaten out pretty easily by Ray Vargas. Um, it, so I, I just, I don't think we've seen him in against a, a, a real, a real puncher at this point in time. And his world title victory comes with all sorts of question marks. I think we know a whole lot more about Figaro than Maxio. What do you think, Andy? Or did you go? Um, um, I'm I'm picking Figueroa. Mate. I think he'll stop him late. Um, again, it'll, it'll really depend on on how well Maxwell can put up with the pressure. He's going to have to kind of stand his ground at times and that as well. I don't think he hits hard enough. And he's, I know he's he's sturdy enough. He's 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 a decent fighter, but he's also been dropped a number of times in his career. Especially early, he was dropped. I know for a fact early in his career and that. So you just don't know. Um, if it is a wee bit of an issue there with his chin, or maybe it's maybe just a balance issue, but he's a decent fighter. But I agree with what you say there about the Russell fight. I seem to recall that being not so much in the trenches and that, but he had to kind of dig deep and 
go the distance and let him try to pull it. Well, over and it was face. against the guy with one arm too. Uh, I mean, all he had to yeah. set up his work off of one side, and he, he couldn't yeah. even really pull it off fully. I think he was a jab. I think that's all Russell really had for the whole fight—a jab in the left hook, possibly. But um, I kind of recall the Ray Vargas fight, unfortunately, thankfully, because uh, <laughs> he blocked out most of his fights from there. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think based on Figueroa, just off what I've seen of as well. I mean, he gave Fulton all he could handle in that as well, and Fulton had to. Had to use his skills, didn't he? Off the ropes, counter punching, and just basically even have to hold his feet as well and bang it over time to time. So I think I could I could see it being something similar to that. I could see Maxwell having to do that as well, but he's just not got the skills to compared to Fulton to work himself running about that ring, possibly thinking himself out. I think possibly he might get dragged into a bit of firefight as well, maybe down the stretch as he gets tired, not possibly. Uh, so I'm going to go for Figaro by late stoppage. Interesting. Um, I don't know, Oz. For me, I, I just I, I look at the style fights on the uh, style matchup on this one, dude. And I, uh, I, I just personally feel like I, I think this one is going to deliver more so than the way the people thought that uh, Matias against Ponce was going to deliver. I, I, I just feel like this is a great style matchup. What are you thinking, Oz? Or did he go away? throwing up some eggs i think man I, I tell you rob just disappears and oz doesn't pay attention and andy makes fart sounds in the back you're gonna be getting a complex here Martin. that was not a fart sound mate. that was a legit fart sound that's that kind of <laughs> back the rapidly. i've even had it in my belly for an hour <laughs> that's his up chinese kicking in that was chinese mate this is what we're working this is what we're working with steve it's a yeah. it's, it's a real struggle here what else is on that card um, Amilcar Vidal, me and Andy have spoke about him before. Yeah. He's quite exciting, but we, we said before, Andy, didn't we? There's maybe a reason. He was in the States a couple of fights, and then after the Alim fight, he went back out to Argentina for a couple and out to Uruguay. And it's maybe like they got fed up with him. The PBC seemed to have brought him back now in a chief support. And the kid he's in against, only 19, he's 13 and 0 with 11 knockouts. So that could be a decent firefight between the two. Although that Garcia, Andy, I'm not familiar with him, but I'm more yeah. familiar with Vidal's work. I'm more familiar with Vidal. I don't think I've seen this other guy before. 19 year old southpaw, six feet, 13 and 0, 11 knockouts. Mm-hmm. But what I've seen of Vidal in that, he's, he, I'm not saying he's crap, but he's, he's decent. But I just think he's been slightly overhyped. Um, at this point in his career, sorry, he's um, he didn't get fucking headways actually because he's not really kind of fought top level. You mentioned the Lim fight, I think he had struggles in that fight. Yeah, uh, 27 at this point, 16 and 0, 12 knockouts. I think he's he's pretty. Tall for a middleweight. I, I don't know if he'd be better up at up at one sixty eight, uh, so he's not going to dump the extra eight pounds just to see if it maybe suit him. Because uh, he's, he's definitely got the height, he's got decent reach and that, and he's an okay boxer. But if he can't bang you out of there, I think he runs out of ideas pretty quick. To be fair, and um, I would not. I say I, I don't know anything about this guy. He's fighting, so I could, I'm going to be completely off my with, with my prediction. But I would not be surprised if if this kid is 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 gutty enough and he's got decent. His decent ability about him. I could maybe see this fight go the distance, possibly. I would not be surprised. Um, that said, 19 year old kid, and at the same time, so you just don't know if he's got the experience and might end up getting banged out because he's fighting a full grown man at the end of the day, and that as well. So, uh, anyway, you see, but I'm to say Vidal is definitely a work in progress. But I think there comes a time when you say to yourself, When do we say that the work in progress is no longer working? Because you say he's up at his late 20s now. I know he's, I know he's maybe he's not entered his prime yet, but I've not seen anything yet to, to suggest that he's going to be knocking on the door at middleweight or even 168 for titles, to be fair, at this point anyway. 
Uh, other than that, Matty, I was just going to say Jarrett Hurd. He'll probably be the third fighter on oh, the Oh, that's card. right. He's coming back, yeah. Yeah, he's fighting this Jose Resendez. I think it's around middleweight. Resendez has been as high as maybe light heavyweight in the past, but he lost to that Marcus Hernandez. So I don't have much hopes for this. But Hurd, I don't know, man. He, he kind of he doesn't fill me with confidence. He takes a lot of shots, as we know, but he's kind of been looking a little bit, not so much washed, but his career is definitely on the skid. So this could be an interesting firefight for as long as it lasts. He, he needs to get some confidence back, man. I miss that herd that just imposed himself on people yeah. and, and went to Tony town. Harrison and all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'd like to see that guy back. And, and I know promotional <laughs> shit aside, like I've the fight that's always sounded like it would be just a banger in my head is Mungia against herd. And I still want to see that fight at some point in time. I, it's wow. something I've, yeah. I've thought about quite a bit. Mungia against anybody would be nice. Yeah, yeah, just what well, we, we see Mungia against people often, Steve. They just happen to be cab drivers, etc., etc., <laughs> and never the people that you would like. Yeah. Um, but hey, Robin and Oz are both back. Fantastic. Um, oh, go ahead. So, so let's Jack's make fucking Robin left to... Cooksy like a prime Roy Jones. Fucking let, hell, man. Let, let's uh, let's make this official, and I'll, and I'll do the randoms, even though we've all said a little bit here. All right. So we're starting out with Figueroa versus Magsayo. A first up to pick is Steve. Uh, Figaro on points for me, please. Figaro points. All right, and next up, Andy. Uh, Figaro late stoppage, mate. Figaro stoppage. All right, then me. That's funny. The ones that were here talking about it. That's random. Um, I'm also going Figaro by stoppage. And I do think this is going to be. I just think this is going to be a great fight, Rob. I, it's great style matchup. Where are you going? Um, figure all points for me, dude. Decision. I could see the stoppage, but I think um, Mega Sayo, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, he's a uh, he can hang in there. I think he's a tough. Bar, yeah, so I'm going to say he goes the distance. If 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 they, he can last, this fight should be an absolute killer. Like it, it to me, it just seems like one of those fights that would it'd be good until it ends. And if it goes all twelve, I think it could be a blast the entire way through. Um, Oz, what way are you going? I'm going to go uh, figure over on points. Um, Macabre's just been dropped again as well in the eleventh early as well. Jack's going to be a th- fucking three weight champion. Jesus, so, someone said they're drawing, aren't they? Is it open scoring or something? I've not heard. I'm not. I'm not really watching it. You know, it's just on at the moment. But all Jack's going to do. All Jack's going to do is circle to his left, and he stays with Macabu's left hand, which is the only shot he's looking to land. There's a power hand. I'm disappointed with Jack. He's going to have to go down himself soon if he's going to get the draw. So Macabu's done here. He looks and his balance is terrible. He looks completely. I thought that he looks a bit wonky, doesn't he? Like unsteady on his feet. He, I mean, from looks... the first round, he looked like that. Yeah, Jack's landing yeah, bombs he, here, by the way. Dude, isn't he's, this he's quint- quintessential Jack, though? He always outperforms when you don't think he's got it, and then when you think he's a, a, going to be a huge winner, he just fucking phones it in. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I'll, I'll be amazed if he doesn't to me from what I can see. He didn't like that body shot there, Makabu. Straight to the pit of the stomach. All right. So, um... We had Davies versus Ritson is going to be the other ones on there, but you guys were talking about a bit earlier. Is anybody not going um, Davies by stoppage? Speak now or forever hold your peace. 
Okay, interesting. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of leaning that way myself just because, you know, Ritson kind of gets smacked up a bit. But um, I haven't really considered, like, how deep into the fight this might go. So I, I just give me an idea what you're thinking, kind of, Steve, and I'll try to set a line here on it. Uh, uh, on the stoppage round? Yeah, like, yeah. What, what are you kind of thinking? Yeah. 11. 11 ish? Okay. Yeah. Andy, what, what round are you yeah, thinking? Yeah, I was going to say late, mate. I'm not going to okay. round as such, but I was going to say late. Okay. Rob, when would you think that Davies might stop Britson? I don't know if he will, man, to be honest with you. Um... I just said for <laughs> does anybody not think Davies is going to win by stoppage? <laughs> yeah, but, but Maddie, like, you have to understand, like, the percentage of stuff that you say on it's like it's a high level of percent. Like you've got to, you say a lot of stuff. Like I can't listen to fucking every bit of it. You know that way. Like. <laughs> so are you are you going Davies by decision then? No, Davies stoppage. What? <laughs> I almost want to travel to Ireland just to kick you in the fucking testicles and get on a plane and leave. Uh, we'll it. join the fucking queue. <laughs> Hi, hi. We'll, we'll, we'll get just, an Airbnb. Just, just, just don't pop them in front of you. We are car mate, and then fucking take off. You might lose that the... <laughs> bastard. Uh, <laughs> so, what round do you think he might? Uh, eighth, now? eighth. I'm gonna go for Oz, eighth. Oz, what round would you be thinking? Tenth. Tenth. All right. Strange. So I'm going to do set the line at nine and a half. So that would be a minute and a half into the tenth round. Fuck you, man. But wait, what a wank line. That is. That's literally giving you a leeway of about three rounds. Tops. Doesn't matter. Suck a dick over under. <laughs> oh, I'm you, useless. Jesus. Um, what are you going over? What over? How many? Nine and a half. Fuck sake. We could literally get a fight stopped with the fucking cuts in like the first two rounds or something. Sure, that could happen in any fight. Fuck me. So what do you get there? You get one, two, you get one to nine, don't you? Nine and then the first half of ten. Is this the a first ten? Half... Hold on, wait, hold on. Is this a ten or a twelve round fight? Oh, it's uh, oh, good shot. It must be a twelve. I would assume it's twelve. Yeah, yeah. It says on box record twelve. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm fine with where I said it then. If I just that that hit me like a ton of bricks there. It would have really got your eleventh round uh, fucking uh, stoppage there, Steve. Hi. Good job. It's not on ESPN, I suppose. So yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So you'd be getting uh, all not first nine and then half the tenth. Oh, I'll. uh... Oh shit, man, Jack. Jack's going to stop him here, I'm sure. My stream's a bit behind, but fuck me, man. Oh, that's a huge shot by Jack. Huge. Oh, a, I'm not there yet, mate. Wait a I'm at 2.30. Oh, that's a huge shot, Jack, there. Huge. Bad out, Jack. What round Stopped is it? Him. It's the last round. Wow. I must be well behind the mass stream here. Must yeah, me too. He's, still, he's, he's hitting Jack with him. Oh, hang on. He's got caught. He's got caught. He's got caught. He's going. Right hand, left hook, right hand. Mark Lyson's jumping in. It's over. Oh, that right hand, man. Yeah, that was a great shot. Anytime right. you like ref, there he is. Stopped it. Fucking hell. It, ju- it just shows like, how short Maccabi is because Jack, last time out, got an absolute gift. He's nowhere near a cruiserweight and he's just stopped yeah. the fucking world champion. So, speaking of stopping, that's just as from a, from a Chinu, by the way. That's what that is. Over for me, yeah. Matty. Not- I'm going over. Steve's going over. Thank you for just breaking it up. My God, these guys will take forever. Uh, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take under just on probability. 
I'll, yeah, I'll take the majority. Ah, uh, yeah, I suppose you've got two thirds of the fight in your favour there. Exactly. Doing, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just do that on maths. Basically, I'll take because I get half the tenth as well. So, but if Steve yeah, was right, and he stops him in the eleventh. Then, then yeah, oh, it's wrong. I have an extra fine, point yeah. for being brave, Matty. I'll tell you what. If you're the only one that goes under, oh, goes over, and you get it, I'll give you a point. Okay, thanks. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on. Can't just make rules up on the spot now to benefit. Uh... We do, Oz. We just hop into the chat and throw picks out and all sorts of shit. tough game, Ozzy. You know, I'm putting my neck on the line. So, Andy, Andy, over under. Corrupt bullshit. That's basically over under nine and a half. It's like the voting system in the US. That's what it's like. Over under nine and a half, Andy. Under. Under. Rob, under. He's gone. Bob's gone. He's had enough. Well, he said eighth, so I'm going with that. I'm actually okay. going to go with you as on over, Steve, just so you don't get an extra point, because fuck you. Yeah, hang on. You don't get an extra point. That was just for me. Nope, we, neither of us get an extra point, because two of us went over. Okay. So there you go. Well, I'll tell you what, if me and Ozzy get it right, but if you maybe get an no, extra you don't. point as well. No, you don't. I'm ready to go over like Robert Maxwell at the moment. This is going on and on, man. <laughs> you guys, I'm sitting here just like, and you guys talking about a fight that I'm not even watching. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? But to be fair, I mean, if we keep drawing this out, we'll probably get to the completion of the fucking Fury and Paul fight. So uh, we'll, <laughs> I'll finally be able to fill out last week's form and we'll know where everyone's at. Okay, Tommy Fury's not even wrapped up yet, by the way. So oh, Jesus. Oh, is he going to go on forever? He's not even got his wrap. I thought he had his wraps on at least. No. I've seen him uh, kind of warming up there in between rounds. They didn't even have his hand wraps on. It could be an old, an old recording, possibly. Maybe it was on earlier in the night, but no, he didn't have his wraps. Cause I know the last clip it showed a Paul, Jake Paul. He had he was he had his wraps on. He was pretty much good to go by gloves. So surely he'd be wrapped up. They said half nine, then it's five two now because this has gone on a bit. So hopefully they'll just get on with it, and we'll just watch it as we're on. What where do, what do we think? What what do we think will be next for Badu Jack? I, I can't see a rematch clause being in this uh, for Macabre. Where do we think Badu Jack will go? Do you think? Uh, Sky might try and get him over here for either Billum Smith or uh, Richard Reactor, maybe. Aren't they supposed to be fighting in a rematch? Oh, they are. Disney. Yeah. Reactor Jack would be a decent fight. Yeah, I wouldn't be averse to that. I, I'd like. Dude, by the way, I'd Kovalev like to... ranked fourth with the WBC at the Cruiserweight. I'd like to see Who is Brandon. Tommy? Kovalev. I'd like to see Brand. I'd like to see Brandon Glanton get a shot because I thought he beat David Light. And another thing. Well, no, he's not going to get a shot, is he? Because he lost to Light, and Light's going to fight a a Coley now, isn't he? I think. If one of the listeners could confirm this, I'm pretty certain Matthias Masternak announced his retirement about at least about a year ago, at least I'm sure. So I saw see he's still ranked eighth of the BBC. Fuck. Andrew Tate, I, I think it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if boxer go big and try and get body Jack for uh, Richard Reactor, you know. Des doesn't that think so. He says they'll not let Jack near Reactor after this. Jack will get the Kiwi. Is that Opatoya? Oh, in a name. unification. Oh, be hard. Opatoya would beat the shit out of Jack. I think that'd be a really yeah, good man. name for Opatoya's resume. You go in with Bradus and Jack on your on your resume. Yeah. We, we don't know about Opatoya yet, though, do we? We've only seen him in that one fight at home. I'm not saying he didn't mm-hmm. look good because he did, but you know, we, I don't know. 
I um I, I disagree with Des there, by the way. I I think React Poor beat Barry Jack. You know, that's a bit oh, right. You know, look at this man. Silly man's been... in the ring here handing out trainers belts now. Fucking hell. Oh no, yeah. That that was an absolute corpse just plodding around the plodding around the ring in Macabu there. You know, I think React Poor would have done Macabu in a round tonight, maybe two. So I, I think React Poor beat Badu Jack. You know, he didn't look great either. He's not a crew, fully fledged cruiserweight either. You know, React Poor is, is huge. He's absolutely massive. So maybe yeah, that, I, I maybe don't... maybe Aussie. Sorry, Jack, Des was saying it from the point of view of Jack's handlers won't let him anywhere near. Oh, React sorry, Paul. sorry. Possibly, I, I looked I at the other way. Right. If, if that's the case, then yeah, apologies. Um, yeah, I, I looked at it the other way as I thought he wouldn't. Um, they wouldn't allow React Paul near him. But make money talks as well. I agree that they might go for Opatay, which fair dues. You know, that's a unification. That you know, it'd be. Arguably one of the poorer unification fights, but if it happens, I've nothing against you know world champions boxing each other, and you know I can I can deal with that. Yeah. Okay. S- Steve, I'll yes. tell you what. This is this you you should be a very interested onlooker for the uh, for the main event coming up here, uh, because if Paul wins by decision, you've got a perfect week. If Paul wins by stoppage, Rob has a perfect week. And uh, and if uh, and if Fury wins, well, Oz has a chance to blunt Rob's momentum and keep up with him somewhat. It's very interesting here. I I am I am watching with the stuff in it, really. My auntie had a cock. She'd be my uncle. I, 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 I tell you about they've been making fucking sitcoms about this fucking prediction league for years to come. By <laughs> <laughs> no, considering everything that's on Netflix, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, they had that. Did you guys I, never see that show, The League? It was from Canada and it was our fantasy baseball league. Oh, yeah, it's one of my fucking favorites. Curb one, your yeah. enthusiasm about the over under. John Lajoie was on that, the guy that uh, did the fucking uh, show me your genitals and shit like that. I can show you my genitals. The above, mate. <laughs> you would love that song, actually, Andy. I'll send you <laughs> Well, it's a song. Well, we're glad it's. <laughs> right. Uh, I, think, I think we're descending into farce. Is there anything else before we go on to Belly of the Week and then we'll stick around for Paul Descending? <laughs> <laughs> the only we way is up, Roberto. We start off with at... us. <laughs> no, I was like the guard from his uh, from his basement. I, I think <laughs> I think there might be a uh, a minimum weight title fight in the middle of the week. I think uh, uh, CP Knockout Freshmart might be defending his title. Um, I could be wrong. Okay. I'm not interested in that. John Fisher's John Fisher's Chinese is way more than those guys combined. So yeah, they're not well, for me. Aussie. Funny you should mention that for episode 512. Rob's on the call, Matty. I love it when the segues just write themselves, Steve. John Fisher, might as well slide in in like a greasy prawn (laughs) cracker into the belly of the week. It's John Fury. The mystery deepens as to why his cheat days and his weight loss, he's not losing any weight, unfortunately, John. The mystery deepens after seeing this. Cheat like treat. I've looked forward to this all week. I've been good. I've been bloody good. But we've got to dish up now and we've got to eat. Let's have it. Bah! Chicken balls. Corn balls. Saturday night. This is what life's all about. But still got a few healthy choices. Not going mad. I've had two glasses of wine and we haven't drunk all week. I'm quite like it. Bah! No holding back tonight. Roast chicken Chinese style. It's quite an healthy one, look. Bean shoots. Oh, look, we've got prawn in black bean. King prawn in black bean. 
quite healthy as well. It's not a bad one. Treat like cheat. Oh, Singapore rice noodle. We'll have some of that. That's not too bad either. Not too much. I'm not a pig anymore. Oh, Kung Pao prawn. Delicious. With the light batter on, unbelievable. Get it on there. Don't be shy. Oh, duck. I'm gonna keep that in the dish. A little bit of charming, then I'm ready to go. I've waited all week for this. What's missing? The curry sauce and the prawns, look. Schoolboy error. Pour curry sauce on me curry prawns. But that won't worry, because I'll mop it up with some chips. Bah! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, pal. But someone needs yeah. to break the news to Big John that cheat, cheat, day, cheat day is supposed to be one cheat meal, not fucking cheat day, a cheat meal for every day of the week that they're going to eat at the yeah. same fucking yeah. time. Holy you're not, shit. You're not trying to replace the 8,000 calories <laughs> you didn't eat. Look, look, He's look, 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 spurs, look, look at the way he's trying to justify it. You know, yeah. Oh, this is quite helping. Yeah, this is this is quite healthy. As he proceeds to pour two liters of curry sauce all over it, and then goes, "I've made a mistake and put it over my uh, kung pao prawns, but I'll have some chips as well." Mop it up with the chips. It's fucking. It's a. Uh, it's scary, man. Isn't it really? <laughs> it's scary. It's fucking. <laughs> it, it's, like well, a... that's no. That's saying gents. He weighed in on Tuesday. He was two pound down, and he, he said was. that has given him. That's given him a new mindset. So, you know, has he been good this week? Who knows? Weighing day tomorrow for Big John. My birthday. We could be celebrating. I'll be turning 31. He might drop 31 pounds. Who knows? He's been he good drop, this week. Right. He might drop. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I can't figure out, like, what his plan is with this. Like, is, is it like it's okay to have a plate of food that weighs more than a premature baby, but not – Enough food that it's more than a normal healthy baby. You gotta, it's that middle ground. Like, I'll eat a baby. I can guarantee you right now. Nice bit of placenta. Give me my baby back, baby back. I can guarantee you right now, Matty, that that Chinese order weighs more than a healthy fucking twins, by I can guarantee you. That's probably like quadruplets that thing fucking weighs, man. To join twins. If if that meal came out of your wife's snatch, she wouldn't be any fun for you. <laughs> Imagine the smell. <laughs> so, oh, this is gold. You take it back and complain. Oh, fucking five plates of fucking... Like, the people at It Starts Monday must be pulling their fucking hair out. Like They're like, when you get this fella off Twitter, man, he, I thought he was a fucking celebrity. Yeah, he's bringing people to the platform. Yeah, but he's going to fucking... He's going to lose his customers. Like, how the fuck can this fella be the face to lose a weight? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I wonder if Big Boss soldier had, had the same problem. I had the night trying to get my curry through. The, I waited a fucking hour for it, man. <laughs> She's... <laughs> I just, um, as I say to Steve, man, I could report the cunts under the trade descriptions like, for fucking because maybe fast food. Wait the fucking hour and a half for it. I think it's. I think everyone's on the it starts Monday because it was forty five minutes of my fucking Chinese last night as well, and I only want one fucking. Make one. <laughs> <laughs> really is cheat day. Fucking hell! Five Can fucking you... plates of fucking Chinese for a cheat. 
Can you imagine how much food they throw out if he doesn't order from them on that particular week? <laughs> yeah, he's probably coming. He's probably waking up in the middle of the night. Where, like, see, see when you get older, and allegedly men have got to get up and go for a piss during the middle of the night. He probably needs to get up during the middle of the night to go and get a bit of Chinese in there, out, out the fucking fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking my protein drink, you curry sauce. How bad? No, no so, all, all, all jokes aside, the poor fella. Like, how bad must he feel? After eating that, like if I eat one fucking Chinese, the next day I'm a bit, oh Jesus, I'm a bit ropey after that. Like that's fucking, not fight fucking play. He must be drinking. I can guarantee my arse will go down for a drink tomorrow morning and that takes the pan. That's one guy, he's eating like fucking four or five in one night. He had four main courses on the plate and another one on the side. (laughs) As his seat You know, know it's bad as well when it's boring off the sides, isn't it? You know, it can't stay on the plate because he's got that much on it and... Like I said, he's trying to justify it. This is quite healthy. This is quite healthy. Mate, it's from a Chinese takeaway. <laughs> yeah, none, none of it's healthy. It's, it's one, one plate of food, healthy. though. It's no, one no. plate. It's only one. Thank you. I bet you any money that the veggies for that fucking Chinese, I bet the delivery driver couldn't get access to the restaurant or the takeaway, so literally left it in the fucking... In the in the corridor next to the fucking building, yeah. the cats probably come along and pissed in it or something like that. A couple of rats and fucking run out of tap it. Well, we know that weight loss is all about small steps. So, Big John, little tip for you: put a smaller portion on your plate. Go sit down, eat it, then get your fat ass back up and go put more food on your plate. And you can burn some calories in between and have the same amount of food. You know, we're all in this together. I've got to say, though, though, between it, I like you see the size of the glasses, though, he's drinking it. I was going to say, yeah, you, you know, it, it doesn't get boring watching it, though. That's the amusing thing. Like, it's the content that provides it, you know, from his, you know, his weekly weigh-ins to his cheat uh, cheat night, cheat uh, cheat day, more like. Um, I think he went to a wimpy one, uh, one weekend for his cheat meals, so... <laughs> Yeah, when does he have cheat meal then? Does he have that on a Saturday and then weighing on the Monday? It varies. Well, he said he said last week when he maintained that he'd had a bad week due to uh, being at work and on the road a lot, and he had a couple of cheat meals and things like that. Mate, if he took it seriously, he'd drop. Honestly, he could be dropping like eight nine pound a week, easy because yeah, he's got it. Weighing on the Monday morning, then having a cheat meal on the Monday evening or something. You would imagine if he was being strategic. Yeah. About it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, instead, he's sinking uh, two ton of Chinese before uh, forty-eight hours before his weigh-in, which uh, doesn't help him. But it's, it's hard on the belly at night, isn't it? When harder they... to work out the points on John Big John's diet than it is on the fucking prediction league. And that's what it's saying something. <laughs> the real over/under. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Right, let's move on then, shall we? From Big John Fisher, he may feature or may not. I can't remember. Here's one for you, Matty. IFL TV reporting ahead of his grudge encounter with David Benavides. Caleb Plant has bought the domain for DavidBenavides.com and turned it into his own website. Is this, is this where boxing's heading? Hey, bad hey, that, by you know, I'm not the biggest shit Caleb pattern, fan. That, isn't it? Like <laughs> not not the biggest. Shit. I'm not the biggest Caleb Plant fan, but uh, this is a pretty solid troll. So you got to score one for the blackest man in boxing here. But but the, yeah, the, that's quite amusing. That they put it to Benavides like on some interview, like, well, did you you know Caleb bought your domain? He was like, well, that's not fucking up my money. I don't care about that. And then Caleb tweeted out like, yeah, that's why you're getting your lawyers involved. This tough guy act is starting to fold. Is is that a real indicator? Like, if someone fucking buys your web domain, that you're not a tough guy. I don't know. Like, where Caleb Plant's going with that? I don't fucking. It's going to be a flawed, uh, a flawed strategy if he gets fucking ironed out, isn't it? Like what we see. 
That's where it's heading. Danny Younger sent me one. I'm going to try and get it up, so to speak, on a Saturday evening if I can. Ooh. Danny, I'm trying my best. Here's one for you, Rob. For better part of a decade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Danny Young's been busy this week. <laughs> he's on. He's on the pay per view tonight. His collar. <laughs> he's fighting, is he? No, he's doing um, a prison planet. <laughs> unrivaled research with that book. Unrivaled. <laughs> oh, fucking oh, brilliant. Yeah. Good stuff there. Uh, the WBC have now ruled in their investigation into Conor Ben's positive drugs test that there is no concluding evidence he intentionally, knowingly ingested clomiphene. Uh, WBC accepted Ben's highly elevated consumption of eggs as reasonable explanation for positive tests, Rob. We've had our say on this. What do you think about egg days? Well, look, we, we knew it was coming, didn't we? Like, we, for, he, was, he, was, <laughs> he was exuding a level of undeserved fucking arrogance for the last six to seven weeks on social media. The whole thing is just a fucking embarrassment. The sport is an embarrassment. Eddie's an embarrassment. Conor Ben is an embarrassment. The WBC are a fucking embarrassment. The, the fucking BBFC are an embarrassment. And so are you, Cad. This whole fucking thing has been a shambles. And like, I, in a way, I wish it, it hadn't have been so public and such a such high profile uh, thing in the sport because we fucking knew that he wasn't going to face any punishment. We knew it. You know, Fury fucking had a wild boar. Canelo at fucking Mexican meat. Billy Joe Saunders had nasal spray. Dillian White's feeding his dog fucking steroids. And everybody's Gerald Miller get... has to sit out for two fucking yeah. years. Yeah, Gerald Miller's the only bannable man in boxing because he does he's not worth fucking his his own weight in with his own considerable weight in fucking dollars. That's the only reason he didn't get a pass. Like anybody who's a potential earner in boxing can do what the fuck they want, and we might as well just fucking let steroids fly and let them all fight to the fucking death. I mean, I've said it for fucking for years. I used to be appalled at this kind of thing, that, that the level of tolerance for fucking doping and boxing across the board from the powers that be is so fucking lax. Like, I never give a fuck about Lance Armstrong, man. The fella had testicular cancer. He had one of his balls cut off. He was cycling up a hill faster than other lads while raising money for fucking cancer. Who gives a fuck, man? Let him cheat all he wants to. Usain Bolt. Let him fucking inject the steroids up his ass if he wants to run fucking faster than fellas. But these fellas are trying to kill each other. You know what I mean? I don't think he's trying to fucking uh, to 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 reward fellas for fucking potentially ending people's lives in the ring. And we saw how bad Eubank looked out against against Mid. What what that fight what that fight might have played out like? Who the fuck knows? But Conor Bain is back, and he's asking for Errol Spence. So let him fucking have it. But that's another thing yeah, that's annoying the fuck out of me as well. That's justice, baby. That's justice. You're not fucking getting the Errol Spence fight. Errol Spence is on PBC. When was the last time fucking Errol Spence fought wasn't on a PBC uh, roster? Not since fucking he beat Kel Brook is the answer to that one. So that fucking fight's never happened anyway. So it's easy for Conor Bay to be on Twitter chirping away at the likes of Errol Spence knowing that he's not going to have to fucking fight him while he's really chasing the ghost of Manny Pacquiao in the background. Sports are Mate, fucking embarrassment, man. I was gonna say he's more chance of fighting the fucking Easter Bunny than Errol Spence and Manny Pacquiao. He's an absolute joke. Well, I'll tell you what, even Manny Pacquiao, ball. even this version of Manny Pacquiao might and like listen, this is the other thing. I see people on Twitter calling for fucking justice to be served by Manny Pacquiao. Well, in terms of I don't know. I don't know. It was that Manny was never fucking uh, never never caught for anything, but his relationship with Alex Ariza and the fucking uh, the size, the of increase head. in the size of his fucking head might have been a bit, yeah, indicator that he might have been fucking, he might have been squeaky clean either. So, sports been in the fucking toilet for years, man. Floyd and Manny, 
they were at a Floyd had a therapeutic use exemption where Lariza was fucking lurking in the shadows and he was chopping trees. The whole fucking thing has been rotten for years. And it is actually at the point where you're just losing interest or caring about it. If nobody in the sport cares about it, why the fuck would we like let them all fight? That's what I say. They basically are. I think that's kind of what it comes down to at the end of the day. They have their shit in place, but at the end of the day, yeah, drug cheats are fighting drug cheats. It just is what it is. Well, here's one we alluded to earlier, and it's on Belly of the Week as well. Callum put this up from GQ magazine. Interesting from April of last year. Ben says he rarely eats eggs and he's vegan, as he mentioned this earlier on. Now eating loads of eggs is why he failed a PED test. Cheats, says Callum. I'm not saying necessarily endorsing that one, but there you go. Uh, Errol Spencer's gone in on him as well. Connor, Nigel, Ben, that's Connor himself, said, Errol, you've been talking the most, and well, I am reinstated by the WBC. I'll have you next. You worry about handling your drink-driving con- convictions, wanker. And Errol says, drinks and ped, two different things. Difference, me and you, I owned up to my shit. You a cheat, just like yo daddy. Oh, Andy's going in there, uh, bit of a low blow. Uh, uh, that's my one of my childhood yeah. idols to Nigel Ben, but uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, it before. Uh, it's, it's the same goes. Why the fuck are you clapping at Earl Spence? You know who the fuck is he to be fucking calling at Earl Spence? You know you'll get it next. Will you fuck? If you're gonna fucking fight him next, you begin Eddie on the phone and telling him make that Earl Spence fight. I'll go and I'll go on the B side, but no, you don't do that. Could you imagine what Earl Spence would do to him? Could you oh, imagine? Mate. He would I'll beat be- the fucking living shit out of, out of his, Connor Bay, man. Holy his, fuck. His, his defeat is going to become. This is going to. This is going to be up there with like Anthony Fowler levels of fucking glee when he finally takes that L. You know, it's going to be fucking tremendous. It's going to be tremendous. What's going to happen here? Golden Goose has been protected at all costs. Eddie thinks he's got a superstar in his hands here, but at the end of the day, superstars are going to fight the superstars at the end of the day, and they're not going to do it. It doesn't happen these days. I really want to know, ultimately, what's going to happen with the British licence. If he's wanting to be fighting soon, it's not going to be happening anytime soon. I think the way they've done this with the lawsuit, after the board said that the strict liability was on Ben, They've still not seen any evidence that the WBC has seen, for example, and that next like a day later, Ben says, I'm gonna I'm gonna sue the board. Game is happening here, eh? Just trying to kind of get him the back down so he doesn't need to fucking show them anything. But at the end of the day, I suppose if you're applying to a private club to get a license, it's up to them to decide. We're a private member's body, we can we can decide who comes and goes, and you son are not gonna get re licensed, so they there's that, the winter, and it's just it's just a fucking carnage, absolute mess. But um what's been said that if he just owned up to it, serve his ban, come back, and then that would be it. That would be it. But I'll be it. Right. Uh what have we got here? Dominic threw this one in. Uh Thunderdome. Remember Danny Mace from before, the baby faced assassin? Her nickname is actually the enforcer. And she was fighting against Sarah, the pocket rocket, Higginson. <laughs> and Danny came on Facebook. This was two years ago. Some unrivaled research from uh, Dominic here. So the enforcer says, how freaking exciting is this Sarah Higginson? Honoured to be fighting such an amazing chick. You're an inspiration, mate. It's going to be awesome. Oh, Chicks with digs material here, I'm saying. Oh, fucking <laughs> By the way, is it just me or she that had a hard paper round or she'd be drinking too much fucking Mary down because that... What age is she? she She's younger than Rolando. I love the way she waited another two years to start calling herself the baby face assassin. <laughs> <laughs> 
the baby's after sauce to me. Like <laughs> what kind of baby? The baby from fucking Throw Mama from the Train? <laughs> Fuck me. Makes me think of Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Carl's dog. He wanted to name the Enforcer. <laughs> yeah, carrying on. Uh, one of someone in the chat there, Andy, was saying that we should stay on until the Fury Paul fight's finished. What do you reckon? If they if they hit a few likes, get the likes going, we might consider it. No, mate. If I'm doing overtime, man, I want man, I want paid for it. So get super chat. Super chat going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hit the like, hit the super chats, get them flowing, and we'll we'll stay until the end of Fury Paul. Yeah, can't say fairer than that. Er, Rob, here's one for you. Uh, tonight in the O2 London, some spare tickets if you want to watch Floyd tonight. What's up, mate? It's free, but be quick. Ring walk about 10 o'clock. <laughs> you get down there early enough, you can end up on comms with fucking Johnny Nelson and Sonny Edwards. Honestly, man, it was Steve, the fucking... Steve, I dare you phone that phone number. Uh, it was... no. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend it's on tonight. Heard you have tickets for Fiori, Paul. Phone them up and say, listen, it's Chris Tarrant here. I've got, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've got someone who's on 57 grand. <laughs> they need your help. It was the fucking worst. Somebody has lost. Somebody right now, man, is fucking running down the street with a fucking car oh, chasing him. He's alive. Hello, did he zoom the corpse? Whoever put on that Floyd fight on the Zeus network is running down the street with a car chasing him like the claymaker. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the fucking money out of him for the fucking show last night because Floyd must, as Dave Lee said, Floyd must have had a guarantee. Like, so there's no way he lost his money. He's his money in the bank before he's got it. In... Lost, Rob. You got something? Guarantee in the bank. Christopher Lovejoy took a fucking di- took a fucking knee and didn't make the count, and then was up on fucking social media mocking it. Yes, the Bob Father. That's what we're fucking talking about. There's Lovejoy yeah, there. Chris, there he is. What? Look at him. His trunks fell apart he's, and he quit. Oh, I was, that was one of my that was one of my thingies. Oh, I was embarrassed. He's man. he quit. But he said exhibition. he got a hundred grand. So he got a hundred grand for it. Fucking God knows what Tommy Lee and Natalie Nunn got between the two of them. Floyd got his guarantee, and there wasn't a fucking sinner in the venue, man. Honestly, there was more people at a Dennis Hobson fight than there was in the fucking no two watching that Floyd fight. Unbelievable. He, what he a lo- shit show. He loves hamburgers. They bring him joy. Yeah, well, he certainly does. Uh, Matt Butters is bringing some joy here. Butters on the hamburger, no less, just to encourage the lads to watch Fury versus Paul live. He's thrown in a fiver. That'll go towards my pay-per-view. Ooh. That I shelled out for tonight, under. Yeah, fucking turncoat, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what it is. Got to keep things legal. Uh, yeah, Rob, you mentioned it there. The Bob Father hitting those likes, bit of Netflix and chill. There's life in the old dog yet. Well, I can confirm that, that, that he's actually walking to the ring, so the fight looks like it's going to be happening. I just need to get the fucking belt to sound them and know it's official. Fuck the fight. What was, Bob? Aussie, what was Bob looking at? That's what I want to fucking see. I don't want to fuck <laughs> like, the fuck. Like got some goddamn devil D's. Uh, Bob's got decent taste. I'll tell, tell you one thing. I'll tell you about that, mate. You went to beg for buttermilk here. It's given you, it's given uh, credence to the evidence that fucking uh, excessive marijuana consumption uh, prevents cataracts anyway, because there's nothing wrong with his eyesight, Bob. 94 years of age, man, you can see that. Hey, Rob, That's all, fine. Rob, all I'm saying is if I ever get too old to enjoy boobs, I mean, you might as well just pull the fucking plug on me. I've, I've, I'm well past expiration. But something tells me Bob's going to go out like that fucking, what's he call it? Uh, Anna Nicole Smith's late husband. Go out at the top. <laughs> Oh, that was that old, that nine-year-old eh? age. Like... I think he was underneath, wasn't he, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> he was actually fucking cryo chamber for a while, by the way. 
You li- you hang around long enough, and it can happen. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! It might happen to this fella. It's the guard advertising now. Fight night, ten p.m. to t- one a.m. Gareth A. Davis and Adam Catchall bring you boxing news and interviews. Coming up: Carl Foch, Tyson Fury, all the build up to Fury versus Paul. Click here to listen live. And then he put up a link to xhamster.com. Sissy <laughs> videos. Well, you see, now, the thing about sissy. Something sissy. Oh, man, I think Gareth might uh, might like uh, a little butt play there. Well, sissy, <laughs> what I was thinking of, turns out wasn't quite what it was. If the <laughs> boxing nutters group are to be believed, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All the way he claims he just a good old as well. God, you know, he just he just revives that he might fucking creep around in drains there like his ex hamster fucking sissy link. Uh, I love the way he said his account was hacked as well. Like, what kind of fucking elaborate yeah. breaks in to fucking give you all the the, the schedule to update with Adam Carroll <laughs> yeah. and it slips in a fucking ex hamster yeah. link into the fucking. <laughs> Mate, not not, not uh, just Adam Catterall, but tagging the likes of like Carl Froch and Tyson Fury, yeah. and then links to fucking X Hamster. God knows what it videos. Reeks, it, it reeks of the guard. Absolute reeks of What was the actual it. video, though? What was the actual video? I've no uh, idea. Did anybody click on the link, though? Well, some of the sleuths <laughs> in the Box and Nutters group have fucking made some suggestions, according to Steve, so we'll fucking leave that where it is. But, uh, yeah, Gareth, um, <laughs> Does anyone else think I might be a bit of a creep, lads? No, <laughs> he's just slumped, no comment. Telling me. <laughs> he's a fucking Actually, danger, speaking that's of his, he he's fucking, he's missing out on the party tonight, isn't he? Because Big John Fisher, boss, is having a watch along with Elbrook. Oh, isn't he? It's a boxing social, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd say a few fellas are after having a watch along with Elbrook over the years, to be honest with you. <laughs> hey, Big Big John has got a relationship with Elbrook. They've had a Chinese together. Have they? They are. They have, yeah. Yeah, they've also had a meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both have giant hits. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the problem child is walking to uh, the ring now. It was it was slightly delayed as he couldn't get his T-shirt on over his gloves, but he's got that on now and he's walking to the ring with a smug grin on his face. Smug grin like John Fisher. There's Danny Young. He's thrown in a fiver. You called. We responded. Come on, lads, he says. And then he's put up a nice picture of John there looking well. Maybe he's going to get the top off <laughs> for the watch along. With... Oh, my fucking hell, Steve. man. There he is, watching along. Don't forget Michael son. Thompson there too, my friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm coming to Michael Thompson. Elbrook, Elbrook looks like she just saw the link for fucking Get What Gad posted on Twitter. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Gad floating up with the balloon from below, live from the merchant Brentwood in Essex, with a live studio audience, no less. I wonder how they're getting on. Maybe they're live streaming this, maybe. <coughs> Hopefully, they're getting on. Hopefully, they did, yeah. Who's, yeah, who's a spectacular tattooed fuckwit in Jim Paul's corner by me? He looks like a fucking gangster. Oh, I don't know. He's got the head tattoos. He's fucking state, man. Oh, you know, gangster, you're a wangster. Mm-hmm. You think it's Jim Paul shitting it? He's a. Oh. Uh, Dragging in the breath, sir. Tommy Fury okay. was nice, was cool, calm and collected, smiling down the ring. There you go. Uh, Ranger Rollins, I know you're a fan of him, Andy. Uh, he's onto something here, an internet sleuth. Dino Thorsland inks a pact with MTK Global <sighs> from uh, October 2020. Dino Thorsland inks promotional pact with Pabellum, uh, January 2022. 24th of February. Let's go, Dino. 
disrupt promotions, wishes Dinah Thorsland the best of luck in the defence of her WBO female bantamweight title. What's going on here, Andy? Who can possibly No tell? idea. Oh, I know, mate. She won by knockout last night. She did! Uh, Matty, I know, was watching it. He was probably sitting there with his tissues and that. I haven't but, had a chance um... to watch it, but it's on my list. It's on my list. <laughs> um, I don't know what's happening, mate. I mean, like, Ranger Rollins, there's, there's at least four or five that I see on Twitter and that, you know, there's Who's it? Is, is it RJ or you know some along those lines? RJ uh, Wolf, yeah. Uh, so one, he's another one who's who's another bit of sleuth. He's got a big thread dedicated to it. All. Uh, mm. And I noticed there's a guy here actually actually on doing the the, the presentation with Christina Poncher and Andy Clark. Uh, yeah, who is that? Andy, she, I saw. I didn't see it's a it's an Arab sounding name. I forget what it was, but he was he was another one actually that got picked out from that that RJ. Wolf as well. Uh, what's his name? Ahmed something. I'm sure he was just getting interviewed there literally five minutes ago. I don't know if anybody saw it. I saw him, but I didn't catch the name. Well, apparently he's either. another one. He he was he was the one that was his picture taken by the Jack and Daniel Kinahan that day. Remember that picture they were having something to eat or something. So he appeared. When um, when did Probellum announce that they were winding everything up? I've completely missed ago. this. A few weeks a ago, ago. One, a girl came on Twitter and said that she'd been let go and thanks to everything and blah, blah, blah. And then it all it's a bit of a home. grand opening, grand closing, wasn't it? It was like... Yeah. Ah, right. right. So it wasn't, did they, it wasn't like MTK where they put a big statement out basically saying yeah. that. It was ceasing trading. No, it was, it was very much Diamond. cloak and dagger, unless I missed anything. Right, yeah. I, right so I, I'm, I haven't seen that tweet from the girl who did the uh, thing, but it makes sense because people like Sam Jones and stuff, who had, you know, like, you know, like head of talent at Probellum, Paul Smith had it in that, um, Ali Drew, other people who Probellum made big plays for. It's all vanished out of there now, and obviously the Twitter account has gone, but I missed the initial, like, findings that they'd wound everything up, and obviously... Disrupt promotions are back. This is this is what it baffles me. Right? Do a MAGA hat on. <laughs> I thought I thought he did. I thought he had that MAGA hat. On. I couldn't work out if it was a different what he was saying though. I if it was the actual, be a different, a different one. I was yeah. Here, here's the thing that baffles me. Like if this this man behind these organisations is the criminal mastermind that they say is. Why is he tra- keep trying to set up new boxing promotions and creep on like some fucking pantomime villain? He's behind you. It's disruptive. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking keep it going. Like, we know it's you, asshole. We fucking... We know who it is. Like, fuck's yeah. sake. I'll tell you what, but for all his wrongdoings, I'll tell you what, the money that he's put into the sport but has actually bettered the careers of fighters and given paydays that they might not necessarily have got and created opportunities through MTK, ultimately, I couldn't really care where the money comes from because boxing for years has been propped up on dirty dough and stuff like that. This is just one that's grabbed the headlines. So it's absolutely no shock that, you know, when it's revealed, people are pissed off. But for the opportunities that MTK created for people, you know, lower-level fighters, you know, your mid-tier cards, that sort of stuff, in terms of world titles, British titles, European titles, you've got to give him credit. And even on the small hall scene, you know, when Lee Eaton was running things, the shows he was putting on, again, the opportunities and stuff it provided for everybody, like I say, yes, the dough is dirty, but it's no doubt bettered the lives of a lot of people. And it's That's a bit like saying, though, like, Fritzl was good to some of his kids, isn't it? Like, 
<laughs> no, it's not at all. That's absolute <laughs> bollocks, mate. No, it's not. <laughs> it does. It's a bit like no, saying, it's like, not. All right, like he's responsible no, it's not. for murders in Dublin, but he's going to put on fights. So <laughs> well, technically, he never did a thing. It was all Lee Eaton and, you know, money from various well, sources. Well. I'm, God, this is good. I, I'm with you. I know yeah. what you're saying. Like, boxing, boxing is fucking rotten. If it's not fucking, like, I'm sure, like, the alleged Kinahan fucking involvement in boxing is not the mm. only dirty money in the sport. I think you're onto something there. Like, I think there's fucking plenty of fucking illegitimate cash and ill gotten gains involved in boxing. Always has been. But, uh, yeah. Fucking back in the day, man. I remember, like, well, no, I didn't remember, but I can only read about fucking <laughs> pounds getting fucking bankrupted trying to make a heavyweight title fight, you know? And fucking the fighters have to get on the first train out of town, so they when they get murdered. I just that have images of someone of like Kinahan people, you know, the in Scooby Doo, the janitor put, pulling off the mask, and no. there's, there's Dan going to swap promotions. <laughs> I, I, I like Rob's comment. I like Rob's pantomime villain. It's behind you, and he just keeps popping up with these like, random. The thing is, though, he couldn't, make it, he couldn't make it any more obvious, could he? I mean, it's not the you know, Dina Thorsland, you know, back to tr- trio of sightings with the same people, you know, within, like, weeks of these terms setting up and stuff, you know. Uh, she was another one that was promoted by Sirland as well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, oh, it's a whole... We could do a podcast on the whole thing ourselves, but, yeah, by all accounts, he's got his fingers in so many pies, it's impossible to get rid of. As Teddy Atlas says, you needed to be federally or you know government regulated, but you didn't want the fucking government involved in boxing. Yeah, right? those fucking banned—they're fucking useless. Every oh, government, mate, fucking governments. The UK government's one of the most corrupt fucking things Western going. Generally, are corrupt, mate. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like we want them involved, but uh, Buffer's just reading out the um, reading out all the details now. Yeah, yeah. Thinking, right, so if, if, you what, if, if Paul wins his fight, right, he's in the top fifteen with WBC. He's never even fucking fought in a scheduled twelve rounder before. I can't. No, he's he's in the top forty. It's not oh, top 40, 15. Is it? Sorry, yeah, forty. Well, even yeah, that, that's yeah. Embarrassment. Oh yeah, but the thing is, though, mate, we said it last week. I couldn't even tell you who's ranked thirty fifth with them. You know, <laughs> it means absolute fuck all, doesn't it? <laughs> look, look at that picture. <laughs> it's class, isn't it? Danny Young again. <laughs> I can't remember his name. It was, a, it was a whistleblower for the Russians back. The, the Icarus Files. What was fucking called? What's his name? Oh, it's Yeah, it's the Russian doctor. Aye, right? what's his fucking oh, name? Brilliant. Oh, I remember. Yeah, who, he was, was the, the one who rumbled Armstrong. Uranium was it? Or was that somebody else? No, no. What's his no, name? It's um, Hujinikinegov. That's his name. Yeah. Hujinikinegov. <laughs> 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 Right. right, let me close out value of the week here, boys, and then we'll move on to Fury Paul. Uh, did you see that one from Domino's introducing I the Con event special? And he tweeted back to them, Fantastic. I prefer pizza hut myself. <laughs> Getting on the banter there. Um, and here's one for you, Matty. You would like Joe Kennedy throwing this one in here, the referee <laughs> getting down and dirty with the ring card girl. <laughs> Little pat on the butt. <laughs> that is the fattest ring card girl I've ever seen in my life. He's size positive, Matty. Size positive. Come on. Matty, you've, you've been nose first friend of that ass. Well, look, the guard, the guard I can't would see be your face. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Like, like... Some Sometimes, if you like big butts, you just cannot lie. Do right. you know what I mean? And that's the fucking, that's the referee's mantra there, clearly. And who could blame him? Get a smack of that. You can. You can, of course, if it's consensual these days. You know what I mean? You can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't score a fucking... 
putting on referee gloves and slapping ones on the street, <laughs> but it seems like a legit, a legit move there. Floyd was at a bit of that last night in between the in between rounds. He was up getting jiggy oh, with the that. ring car girls. Yeah, he was up fucking doing a bit of dancing, and he was at one point. You're only fifty, man. You're fucking relaxed. Like, what are you doing? Yes, yes, you're standing in Jake Paul's corner. How is he going to work the corner? Do you remember he couldn't even cut off the ring? He was asking his old man for advice. Who? BJ Flores. Do you remember the famous thing when his old wasn't it his trainer now, was Flores, saying to him, cut Flores off the ring Howard in a there, fight? Eh? And he kept saying, I, I don't know how, I don't know what to do. Remember he was a he was a commentator on a fight and there was an undercard running and he got caught on the hot mic saying. I don't even know who the fuck these are. Like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> He's like me on the prediction league. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right. Anybody else got any nominations? Throw them in now, boys, and we'll wrap this up before the fight starts. Yeah. yeah I... Dominoes, and obviously they won four. Which is named Lovejoy. But they've already got those two, I think. So. Yeah. I've, got, I've got one for I... uh, Anthony Bellew. Oh, oh yes. That was class. We've already heard from him these days. He's disappeared. Yeah, Anthony tried to uh, have a dig at Tyson Fury for not being the most of active fighters. You know, he only fights twice a year. And Anthony, uh, then Coogan called him out and said, well, that's what you, you know, like you were similar. And he said, no, no, I used to box uh, every six months. <laughs> to which Coogan responded, that's twice a year. And he tried to backpedal and, you know, he ended up going, turn it on Canelo, saying, uh, he yeah, he knew. It happens to the best years, Hey, Anthony. Yeah. I, 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 I got to throw one out for whoever designed uh, Surreal Matias's trunks because that logo emblem, whatever the was on there, it, it looked like uh, the fucking love child of Pikachu and SpongeBob SquarePants. It was <laughs> fucked up, man. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Oh, oh coming stuff. out of here. Good stuff. Kicking off. Right, who are we going for then, boys? Um, I'm going for Connor Ben myself. It's, it's got to be. It's got to be Ben, hasn't it? And WBC. Who are you going for, Rob? I, I would have said Ben any other week, but I'm just so over that whole fucking saga that I stopped thinking about it like about fucking five months ago. Um, the Zeus Network thing was unbelievable. Like the fact that fucking Sonny Edwards gets up on comms and says like, I'm only here because I was looking for free tickets for me. Mrs. Lewin giving to me. <laughs> That's great. And then sits in on the card. Floyd's talking to Mick Conlon. He's up on the ring apron. There's nobody in the fucking venue. And on top of that, the commentators for the whole fight thought it was a six-round fight until they fucking went into the seventh round. And then they were like, oh, can you believe it? We're getting to see Floyd for another two rounds. Unbelievable. So uh, fucking even company man Nelson couldn't get down with it. Like it was the most horrific boxing card ever seen on fucking on pay-per-view, I'm sure. So yeah, Zeus Network. Yeah, let's let's go. Let's go for that because I love epic shit, shit shows, and that sounds like uh, one fine one. Epic shit show. Uh, I'm, uh, the guard. Yeah, I'm sorry. You Ooh. you cannot um, post a link to X hamster sissy porn and get away with it whilst advertising a radio show. You just can't do that. <laughs> you're hacked. <laughs> and then claim you're hacked. Oh, that is the, uh, the guard who's got a verified account somehow got fucking hacked. Who's a fucking journalist, by the way? Like he's giving us—he's not really giving his audience much credit if they think if he thinks we're going to fucking. This is the fellow who's one, who's been holding Connor Bent to task about telling lies. <laughs> he, 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 does, he, he does know that the, the, the Twitter accounts are two steps on the street to step verification. So how the fuck's he been hacked? And how's he well, got his account back so quick? Well, and who fucking copies links to porn videos? Don't you just fucking scroll from one to the next and see find what you're looking for? for? 
scrolling her ringside frantically typing mm. up a report for my column and I'm going to save this I'm, one for later I will never forget the time when he was actually at, <laughs> he was at a weigh-in I forget who the woman was that was weighing in but he just appears right at the front row with his fucking phone takes a quick picture then turns around like the repo man and fucks off in the fucking night yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right though Andy you know when you get hacked and stuff you have to go through this whole process yeah. and it's, you don't be tweeting like an hour week. later it could yeah. take ages, man. So how the fuck's he going to count back little within almost six years? It was years? him who hacked the account. <laughs> <laughs> but as I'm saying, you know, I don't know how easy it is to hack Twitter. I dare say it's easy if you know how and that, but if, if Rob's got to verify the account, how 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 many verifications do you need to go through Rob to get fucking signed in or change your password and shit? I don't know, but if I ever like the wrong shit when I'm scrolling through, just understand that I was hacked, right? And I got the account back. <laughs> <laughs> Hacked. I was yeah. hacked. It's the old adage, you know. It's, it's like the time like, every time like, your, your phone is in your pocket and you fucking pocket dial someday and that. What a load of pish. What a load of pish, man. I was watching a bit today, actually, but uh, porn. League Cup final 2 1. Oh, yeah. Aye, aye. Aye, aye. Who are you going for, Andy? Uh, I'll go for a guard as well. I agree with Ozzy. There's no way you aye. can get away with that on a perfect <laughs> Fucking yeah. professional journalist. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like a time, it's like a time when fucking Barry Hen got caught with the soft South Southeast Asian porn. Remember that one? Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Good quality. Conor, Conor McGregor with a gay porn as well. With his, Al uh, Bernstein. His, like, Bernstein. Bernstein. Yeah, I know that no, was a very good one. I remember the Albers teased <laughs> Al Bernstein <laughs> opened the floodgates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right okay we'll, we'll give it to the guard um in in conjunction with the zeus promotions because that seems like something the guard would appear on so congratulations you're the joint value of the week winners for episode 512 quick shout out to the patreon uh sorry with well, all patreon members actually throwing in the money here uh matt butters with a five on the super chat danny young throwing in some money as well and michael thompson thank you very much to you lot uh ozzy i just noticed they're actually on this jake paul tommy few thing in Fury's mm. corner is Alex Matvienko. Do you remember him? Kind of low-level oh, pro back in yeah. the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realise he was in the uh, in the corner. Actually, I just uh, saw Big Big John, not Big John Fisher, Big John Fury dominating the uh, corner. But yeah, it shows done that you know the somewhat yeah Fury may lead on it, but if Matvienko's in your corner, you've got some decent quality. And Fury started quite well here. Actually, he's looked yeah, the best yeah. I've seen him as a, uh, as a pro. He looks feet, good, bro. decent jab, gas. Too much movement, too much twitching. I don't know. Paul doesn't think he. Paul doesn't. He looks like he's got problems. Actually, you know, like, when he puts it on, just yeah, no, rubbish. Can't you know? Backed up in straight lines. Looks like he's breathing heavy already. Marks above the right eye as well. All Paul wants to do is try and walk in the distance and throw that right hand. That's all he wants to do. But you know, he doesn't know what he's doing, does he? He's gonna gas any Paul. You can tell by the way he's flowing his body about. Yeah. I think he knows he's in a real fight now, doesn't he? But did, did I say this for my prediction for this one last week, Mai? You uh, said... Uh, Paul. I, think I, was the, I was the only one who said Fury to win. Yeah, Andy, you said Paul decision. Me and Rob took Paul stoppage. Steve also took Paul decision. Oz took Fury by stoppage. Well, if it goes a distance, don't be surprised yeah, if he gets, I'm gets an audio yeah, Paul, if he stays standing, you never know. Yeah. I mean, Suleiman's in his corner and probably a few sheiks, so yeah. I think he's good. You might even see a wee point deduction as well, possibly, if, if one of these few... Well, I, did one, I, did one, I did wonder that. I thought the referee was unnecessarily getting involved in the first round. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's why I know a lot of people were betting a draw on this, but I just feel like somebody's getting dropped, or there's going to be a point deduction. So I didn't bet it. I, I didn't bet it at all. I just I feel it's there's too many unknowns, and I, I feel like somebody's getting dropped, and I just don't think that that a draw is going to be in the math or, or a point deduction. One of Jake the Paul should fucking do a, a Floyd Mayweather and bring his own referee. Your man Robert Byrne has been fucking on tour with Mayweather for every fucking <laughs> exhibition fight he was refing again last night. Like. Plus, I've, I've just noticed yeah. something that Jake, Jake Paul Mike has got, got, has got odd gloves. one white shoe, yeah. one, white, one black yeah. shoe. He's one got odd gloves glove. as well, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Muppet. Fuck's sake. This is meant to be a professional fight, too. I see, I see he's got treble Z on his fucking right glove. You see that? Yeah. Obviously, the sleep sign. What round are we in, anyways? Coming to the end of the Going scene. Going to the third. Sorry, I might, I might be a bit ahead, actually. Oh, but yeah. yeah. Fire stick, baby. Well, I, would say I, I don't understand this commentary. You know, I'm the worst. Yeah, 2 0, absolutely. Paul's just winging shots from nowhere, missing. He's just got Richie Woodall going, he's getting closer, he's getting closer. Contest, this is. Richie Contest Woodall. Who's winning the fucking thing? Fury? Frank Greaves is yeah, in Jake Paul's he's, he's, pin, he's, he's pissing it, Fury. Jillian that's surprising me actually. Well. He's a mm. trainer now, is he? Jillian Love. Remember he yeah, Jillian Love has been with him since the start. He was another one of Floyd's fighters, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm, Jillian Love, BJ Flores. Fucking BJ needs something else under his belt. Otherwise, he's just going to be known as the guy who got bit on the dick by his dog. It's funny the way um, Roger Mayweather's catchphrase was, you don't know shit about boxing. And Floyd said it to Larry Martin. And then he signed Ashley Tiafane. Uh, fucking Jay Leon Love, Jack. Mickey Bay. Badu Jack is his second best fighter, second probably most successful fighter behind Tank, I guess. Take your, he took on Adrian Brunner under his wing. Yeah, I think someone like Theofane gives a lot of good sparring. I think not every fighter he signed was for championship potential. A lot of it might have just been for work. Surely one for championship potential because as soon as any of them took a fucking loss, they were out of there. <laughs> like, see us later. Good luck. Give me back the Rolex and piss off. Well, except yeah, Ashley, he kept him around all the whole fucking time, man. Like, he's always there at the gym. So, yeah. can you imagine oh, the fucking carnage? Can you imagine the carnage after this fight? I think there's going to be issues after this fight, see, especially if, if Paul, if uh, Fury gets robbed. Even better. Oh, yeah, the will. Jake, Jake Paul gets ice, man. Can you imagine it? Paul, uh, Fury be hanging out of the I'm like, I get it fucking around you. There was a fake, I don't know if it was a fake script or not, but there was a, an, an alleged leaked script for this fight floating around on Twitter today. Like, ah, what the fuck? It's, it's, it's all wrong already because they both got the, uh, they, a... got the uh, they got the ring walks wrong already in terms of music. Paul's had a better third, actually, so far. Has he come anywhere close to landing that right hand yet? No. No. He keeps on doing this, like, really awkward jab to the body. Leading oh, up. just stabbing. E e Ebony, Ebony Bridges is saying that he's looking to set that up, constantly jabbing to the yeah. body to land yeah. the right hand at the top. See the Phoenix, mate? She'd have to fucking be there, wouldn't she? Fucking she's everywhere. <laughs> she'd have to get a fucking job in there fucking commentate she's, she's like, she's like, the, uh, the appreciation society probably funds her travels quite well <laughs> oh my gosh 
I can't believe we're still here talking about this fight. And I'm not literally, 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 I'm literally sitting, here, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you guys like vaguely talk about it while I'm cleaning out my pipe. Is that, is that, like, is that, code for is that a metaphor? <laughs> no, I'm literally cleaning out what, my marijuana pipe. What, what's, what's the reaction been in the U.S. about this? I don't know. I would require me talking to people. I don't like people. Oh. The little one was on about staying up to watch it all tonight. Like she fucking, like all the kids and all are into it. Like they fucking, it's obviously you know, a massive audience. We just missed the fucking boat yeah. on it. Like, yeah, but people have nailed, you know, saying it's on pay per view. But you've seen it with all like, this KSI fights and stuff. Yeah, the target know. market is the target market is not us. It's the younger crowd. You know, we're into these, you know, that sort of people, and they will My buy name. it. I nearly well, dropped down today, but the little one told me she paid fifteen pound for one of them bottles of prime fucking energy drink just to uh, taste it because it's KSI and fucking one bottle, fifteen quid. Fifteen what? quid. She told me she spent. I said, "You fucking what?" I think that fucking Paul generation. Fifteen quid for that Jake Paul generation is more. Likely. I paid fifteen quid for it. It means that age of people. I think they're more likely to, you know, like ten people throw like you know five seven bucks in or something like that, and you buy it together, and you know they're. They're more communal. They're not as curmudgeon as we are. Well, not some of the, oh, except for Rob. Rob likes people. Some of the kids are right up on it. I was driving home from work the other day, and there was a wee kid on the Falls Road with a little table out and three bottles of Prime on it, a little entrepreneur of about yeah. 10 set, trying to sell them over the off the side of the road. So I'll tell you what. You, you sure they didn't have fucking handkerchiefs dipped in kerosene <laughs> sticking out the top of them? <laughs> right, what you need to do the fucking Falls Road, by the way, man? You take your life in your hands and do in the Falls. No, that's why I drive up and down there every day to work. For me, someone's gonna shoot five minutes. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> Honestly, uh, right. This, sometimes this is an eight, this is an eight rounder, and this referee's the biggest pain in the ass I've seen. He's fucking terrible. It was supposed to be a ten rounder. Yeah, is that might still be? <laughs> who's who's the guy in the background next to Logan Paul gunning like a motherfucker? What is, what is he about? Look at him. Oh, it's just skipped past him. Maybe he's missed it. I see Jay Leon loves in Paul's corner. Fit me if, if that's mm. not an L, I don't know what is. Aye. It looks like he's absolutely blowing, does Paul? Fury looks jacked, though, man. What the fuck's he been on? Well, he's always been a big lad, hasn't he? A cruiserweight. Uh, this is a cruiserweight. He usually fights at light heavyweight, doesn't he? So, I mean, he's got another 15 pounds on him in there. That's... There's a picture of him as well floating around on Twitter with that doctor. When he, when he was that 16? Dr. Who's. Doctor Jones, no, Doctor fucking the better doctor, the fucking guy that told Connor Ben it's impossible to fucking oh, get caught yeah, up. Yeah. And what's his name? Usman. Usman, yeah, that, but he's his doctor, but he's not his doctor. Doctor Who. <laughs> doctor Who's. Has Paul run around yet? Doctor Joseph Swenglas. Mm, maybe one. <sighs> Maybe one round, maybe the third, maybe. Yeah, maybe. probably maybe edge the third to him, yeah, but he's lost pretty much every second of this fourth so far. Okay. Fury's hands are just, he's just like that. He's like throwing four punch, five punch combinations. Yeah, Fucking he's, he's dropping just, his hands as well. Paul's just trying to step into that right hand. That's all he's trying to do. He's going to have to throw with him. That's the problem is if you're not comfortable with that. But his hands are doing yeah, he's, he's, he's walking the distance, but his hands are doing. Has Jake Paul underestimated Tommy Fury? Have we all? He's, he's got a rematch clause as well, as you know. Yeah? So, oh, sorry, sorry, Matty. Please, please, please don't please don't put us all in that uh, bracket because I did not underestimate Thomas Fury whatsoever. Thomas, no, you're correct, Oz. I think I overestimated Jake Paul rather than underestimated Tommy Fury. Exactly. He's looked like that. shit, man. He's barely. I don't think. He's Can't believe him. I'm losing me fucking prediction league status. I'm betting on Jake Paul. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking come on, Jake Paul, get it together, man, will you? I said it was, it was a big thing. It was a big thing for me when Shane McGuigan, who did a bit of work with Fury, said that his fundamentals are actually quite decent. You know, he's got a decent job. He's got de- you know decent enough footwork, and his power is not bad. That's enough for me. That's all I need to hear. When Shane McGuigan says something like that, <laughs> yeah, he's all right. That's all need to hear. <laughs> My stream just died. Thank fuck. What happened? Was uh, Fury just snip? Oh, he, he did Paul on the back of the head, but Paul did turn his back. But he apologised straight away. That was right at the end of the fourth. Thought referee was going to take a. Po- I thought he was going to take a point off them, but he's not. Yeah, you're getting closer to taking one though. If that keeps happening, though. Yeah, it was yeah, but Paul turned around. Yeah, but if it's weighted one direction or the other, and that direction is towards Paul, they'll find a reason to take a point. You know, R- R- Richie Woodall. You know, is he just trying to make it like you know we're seeing something? Paul did land a decent, um, decent left hook actually. Yeah. Yeah, Paul looks shit, man. Yeah, he turned his back. back. My stream's fucking died on me here. You're not missing anything, Andy. I wish no, I didn't want I'm, I'm not stressing, like. Oh, it's looking pretty shit so far. So that's the end of the fourth. He's wanting to get a few more super chats in for this shit, like, wouldn't you? Back at the house now and everything taken part. <laughs> yeah, super chats for the stirring commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should be giving the boys a refund back for the super chat and we can just cut the stream. <laughs> <laughs> All sales are final, I'm afraid, at the asylum. <laughs> yeah. I know Wellington's going to come after me in a minute, but mate, what time is it? 10 to 11, I'm right. right. I'm back up. Must be at the end of the, is it the, end of the fourth there. Yep. I, highlights. Yeah, it was a good left hook, that, but whenever Fury backs up in straight lines, he, Paul has caught him with a couple of decent shots, but Fury's definitely winning, man. Paul's looking like shit from what I can see. Ozzy, what's this? What channel is this on, Andy? If I was ale- allegedly, if I had a fire stick, where, where would I get this? Just go on live pay per view events. You've got a choice of about 10 streams there. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Inferno Twig to the rescue. Well, uh, not me. I, I was Spence, one of these characters. <laughs> Next one, never. <laughs> uh, Rob, you cut down that sound. I gotta go outside there now. Hold on. We'll hold get on. done for the fucking copyright. Right, the referee does look like a pain in the ass. He's stopping again here. Paul is blowing through his ass. He's giving someone a point. He's taking a point here. Yeah, Paul's just had a point taken off for hitting Fury on the back of the head. Uh, he needs a he needs a knockout here, big JP. Uh, maybe the referee play much of a part after all then. Eh? And he's had his say anyway. He's got his little moment in. Fury looks fresh. I must admit, Jake, Jake Paul's gloves look... Matt, they do look like 12, uh, 12 ounces. Are they distraction tactic? One is a different colour. What's he trying to do with mm-hmm. that? Yeah, the shoes as well. Oh, oh, he's rocked Tommy Fury there with a left hook. Fury's ha! backing up. Ha! Fury's backing up. He swings with a right hook. Fury trying to tie him up. Definitely felt that one. Looks a little what, bit stunned what, under what pressure. What time are you at, Rob? The fifth time are you got left? One oh seven. To go. I'm, I'm about 40 seconds behind. Paul's that. jab, I think he's working a little bit better. He's got the range on it slightly better. Sure, he's back to work. Looks comfortable now. Up jab there from Jake Paul. Andrew Ward style down the, down the pipe. Did you just compare Jake Paul to Andre Ward? It's a fair comparison. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me problem child for nothing, you know. Fury back with a decent job. He's holding his left hand very low. To be fair, both of these up. guys have fucking traveled far more miles to fight in their short careers than Andre Ward did over the entirety of his. <laughs> Andre Ward's. That left hook definitely goes attention, like. A glancing left hook, glancing left hook towards the end of 20 seconds ago here. Fury holding the outside of the ring for the moment, fires back with a right hand, tying up ugly fight. Horrific to watch. Both of them look bollocks now at this stage. Matty, are you hitting the pipe? Oh, I thought I was on mute. Sorry. <laughs> I was actually trying to bl- blow out some resin from it. And I wasn't hitting it. I'm trying to get to the point where I can hit it. Oh, wait. I don't I don't need it. I have joints next to me. I'm just going to smoke a joint. Jake Paul around, but he's had the point off. So he's no step closer to winning this fight if he's lost the early rounds, like the lads say. He's going to have to come out. Well, he's got what six? He's got three rounds left after this, so at least so the last two. That left hook. He's that's, got elite. That, that's why we picked him by knockout, Rob. That's why I picked him by rocket knockout. You don't need the cards. You don't well, need the cards. got caught there with his head very high up, and they're showing the replay that he, uh, Jake Paul slipped the jab, left hook over the top. Definitely stunned Fury with that one. They're showing the boys ringside now, Logan Paul. Tom, now they're showing Tyson Fury. He's looking a bit nervous there in his big shirt. But now he's not nervous because he, he knows the camera's on him now, so he's doing a bit of... But shadow boxing. Bit of, bit of jig acting. So taking a, a lot... This fucking ring break seems longer, but... Someone in the Nutters get, group was saying that there's going to be open scoring, but after the seventh round, it's only an yeah, eight rounder. They said something about the open scoring. Yeah, I saw that earlier, but... Open scoring is stupid. Paul going for it now, lands at the start of the sixth. Mm. Fury responds to sharp shots off the ropes. Paul looks a little bit discombobulated, but he's definitely going for the knockout here. See, see that left hook that Paul landed there? It didn't really land at flush. It just kind of like a glance and blow. Didn't it really like, like catch him with knuckles or such? That should yeah, it was even more of more. a slap on it. I'm only at the Fury bit here now. Yeah, me too. It's terrible from these two. Fury back on the jab, starting to control it a little bit more. I think Logan Paul's going to have to get involved here and jump off a fucking top turnbuckle. And yeah, We're working awesome. their way up those WBC rankings, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, the two of them robbed the bank. Tommy Fury threw with a good uppercut. Jake Paul turns around again, turns his back. Dumbass. Referee separates him. That was a good uppercut for Fury. Well, let's say good. It was good for, for what it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling left out here, man. Fucking, this round hasn't started for me yet. And fucking Rob Skeen is on the lowdown. Yeah, for the first time well, ever. Welcome to my world, you dick. <laughs> At least about a, a minute behind, but Rob's with it. Oh, fucking jab. <coughs> That's the pasta coglu cough, that one. This is easy work. Tommy Fury, this. This is easy. Yeah, if uh, Paul can't follow here, anything up on anything. The tumor nah. shit, though. Oh, Paul looked oh, like that. Oh, what? Fury landed with a short right hand. Paul looked stunned momentarily. Referees getting involved again. I mean, I've no horse in the race, man, but I just want to see when I'm knocked out. Yeah, it's it's, it's got to fucking go to the distance. This is shit. Like, you know, that's me giving it the kiss of death. Now, hopefully, there will be a knockout. Like, but it's very. It looks like a white collar fight at the moment. Like, it's not. It's not going to be Jake Paul who fucking knocked out Anderson Silva with like a phantom punch, basically. 
Um, or he didn't really kind of connect it fucking fully. Oh, the guy referee, a sack of cement. Referee warning Fury for holding here now. Maybe there'll be another point deduction. Bring that drawback in. Fury right hand over the top counter. Is Fury bleeding? No. He's bleeding awful. <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> he is. I think there's a bit of an abrasion. Oh, he's taking a point. He's taking a point from Fury here. Taking a point for for holding. This referee. This referee. Show. This is awful. That's why he took a point from Paul. Because it, the, the referee is in. Oh, Paul, right hand over the top. Fix has got to be in there. Fix is in. That's why he took a point from Paul to make it look like the fix wasn't in. It's good, That's what they so, want you to think. Right, okay. I oh, think he'll get another point off. I'm going to explain to him to punch and get out. That's funky, man. That's movement. I can see, I can see Fury getting another point taken off him. Fury now trying to show that he's not holding. He's on to he's on to Paul for the back of the head again. This referee just can't stay out of this fight, man. Aye. Left hook again from Jake Paul. Uh, Fury's not bothered by it though. He's firing back big shots. They're having a bit of a oh, it's caught fire a little bit. Fury landed two good right hands there, just at the end of the round. There got to be another Fury round, really. So hold on. So you have. I had both of them winning the rounds that they had the points deducted from. Yeah, so there's six rounds, and two of them are even rounds. And then I think, did you guys say you gave one one of those to Paul? Round, so, round three, round three possibly to Paul. But it could so, be some... so Paul is needs to win the last two to get a draw. Yeah, or knock him out. Um, I don't know if Fury would be involved in the fix here or no, but if it's a rematch clause involved, then it's worth millions to both, I suppose. Because both are getting, well, I know for I know both are getting percentages of the pay per view as well. So I'm pretty sure that ref is Hector Afu. Seen him before? Uh, he's, Panamanian, he's, he's, I think. He's, he's, he's Afu a shit. Then that's what he is. <laughs> you know, if you're a fighter like Emmanuel Augustus, who gave so much, so many times, and you know, Nary got a decent paycheck, considering fucking what these guys are making at their skill level is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. Fucking into the seventh now. Fury looking more lively, more spring in his step. He's on his toes. He's actually looking like he's wanting to scrap here. Fury, he's going for it. I'm struggling to see why uh, people think this is remotely close. You got Richie Woodall, who's got. Fury, I think, a round or two ahead. Sean Porter has got it even, and then you've got Frotch, who's seen it our way. I think he's got Fury, you know, ahead by four, which is far Frotch more realistic. absolutely smash fucking Jake Paul to bits soon as he's calling for that fight after this one, isn't he? Frotch with fucking mutilated. Frotch with looking like he's going for, for that fight, man. Fury's trying to take him out, in fairness to him. He's trying to go for it. He's, he's trying to go for it. He's loading up on shots. And he's catching him more than what Jake Paul's catching him. He's way more active. Jake Paul right, just so reaching all the time out of range. I, do, I don't know who Sean is. Who scored? Is, is Sean, that Sean Porter? Porter? Yeah. Is that Sean, he's got a yeah. level 56, 56. But right. if you if there's two rounds that are level, there is only four other rounds to score. So and you guys unanimously gave one to Fury. So Fury or well, Fury's uh, to, won it. To there's Paul, no. There's I mean, fucking no. You guys dispute. gave one of them unanimously to, to Paul, so that means Rob, he's only two points down. Rob, there might be any dispute on this podcast, but come yeah, on, yeah, this, sure, this sure. is this is. Well, I only came in around round four, like, but look, Fury's going for the stoppage now. He's actually 
he's teeing off with um, left-right combinations. Ref is involved again, but Paul looks, he doesn't look comfortable any time he gets hit. So untidy, though. They're coming together so often. It's just like a hug fest. It's, it's, it's horrific on the eye. Like, really, really bad. Glad I'm not seeing it. <sighs> Paul just know. leaning in every time. Like, no fucking set up to the shots whatsoever. Leaning but in for Paul a clean. Looks, horrible. I mean, the they're both absolutely shattered, but Paul just, it's like he's not got a clue, basically. At least Fury's shown, you know, like some sort of, you know, knowledge. And he's blown as well. He's gasped. But like you say, Paul's he's just leaning in. Him. Fury's trying to back off a little bit, set him up with the right hand. But yeah, it's just a hug fest, though. It's one, it's one sided, though. It is Fury. It's all Fury. Oh, all by the way, if, remember, if Fury wins this, by remember Jake Paul was going to pay him double. That was the bet, wasn't it? Yeah, he yeah. just cracked him there with 30 seconds to go. Tommy Fury, right hand. Who's the judges? Is it proper judges or like joke? Teddy O'Connor bought and paid for. Hmm. Oh, Sonny Edward had an Adelaide Bird joke on comms last night as well. He was like, maybe Aaron Tamers has got a draw here if Adelaide Bird is one of the judges. What about Alejandro Rokan? When the hell is the Fury Wilder fight a draw? He'll be, he'll be there. I wonder who the judges are, actually. Let's have a look. Uh, Two of them are wrecked going into the, if this is the last round coming up, isn't it? Yeah. The, Logan Paul's looking very nervous ringside. He's consulting with his mates there. They're looking very uh, dubious. Tommy Fury looks calm in the corner. John Fury has gone through the whole fight without making it about him. So that's good. <laughs> yet. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't had a moment yet. Fury has a slight cut over the left eye. Oh, man. Uh, I, I oh, clash of heads. I think they are going to, you know, that way. I think there's something funky in the air here, like. Oh, bad clash of heads for the cut. Paul leaning in with the head. Is it a cut? Yeah, cut over Fury's left eye. Oh, no, don't tell me the BBC cut rule comes in. Clash of heads. I'm I'm just trying to think how John Fury can make this about him right now. Maybe just like. Whips out his dick and waves it at the crowd. No, he'll be saying, I just did a bit of Floyd Mayweather Senior. I, I trained my touch gloves, going for the touch gloves there at the end of the final round. Uh, Jake Paul has done a Josh Warrington on him there to cut with the cut. He's really fucking oh, no, no, Jake Paul leads it. We're going to the last round. Jake Paul leading with left hook, Fury responding. Fury's got more energy. Jake Paul swings wildly, nearly ends up out of the ring. Oh, and he's dropped, he's dropped Tommy Fury. Short left hand. No, no, he's saying to the corner the corner there wasn't a knockdown. He doesn't look hurt at all, but he walked out to a short left hook, got clipped, a short left jab more like like and got clipped and he's gone down. My radio station's lost frequency all of a sudden. Jake Paul looking for nothing but the left hook at the moment. Round eight hasn't even started for me yet. It just got him off balance, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah, he just walked out the one. Just a short little yeah, shot. It's just, not... just a little jab, wasn't it? Yeah, he's not a... Yeah. He's not hurt, but two minutes ago, two but of them now you've got two even rounds and a 10-8 guarantee. Oh, yeah, right he there. walked right onto the jab. It is a knockdown, but yeah, he was not hurt. Yeah, it is a knockdown, I think. Hey, I'm starting round eight oh. the road, so I'm well behind here. Jake Paul... With the left hook, oh, Tommy Fury with counter right that hand, stabbing us. Fury trying to take it to him, another clash of heads there. The referee separates him, minute and a half to go. 
Oh, Fury backs him up to the ropes again. We're ending up in the hug. Fury were getting desperate because he'll know he'll need to. He'll need to probably try and get the knockout. Now he put, he's got to know that. Fury's eh? put his hands together now. Lands three or four punches. Jake Paul up against the ropes. Fury initiates the clinch when he should probably take a step back. He's bollocks as well. All the two of them are very tired. Jake Paul with a good jab upstairs. Fury spins him on the ropes, lands three, four punches. Jake Paul's looking to hold. Ref in the middle again. Breaks him. Minute to go. And we're going to get a controversy here. Fury looking tired. Cries of robbery. Oh, big right hand from Jake Paul. Fury eats it. They tie up again. She finally found that right hand, huh? Yeah, yeah. Too, little, too late. It was a kind of a more glancing one up the middle. No, no. He doesn't seem to punch with the knuckle pad of the glove at all. I'm telling you right now, he's going to win this fight. And then Tommy Fury's going to get trolled within an inch of his fucking career. Fury. Fury's letting his balls hang a little bit like he's going for it. I was saying that he's fighting the YouTuber. Like, oh, my God. 10 seconds. Here we go. Is this going to end in fucking drama here? No, they're hugging again. Well, they're hugging again. <laughs> yeah, Fury looks knackered now, but it's 40-odd seconds. And they can't even... Like, Paul won't let go of him now. The ref is fucking trying to separate the two of them, and there's the bell. Tommy sure. Fury jumps on the ring apron. So does Jake Paul. What's going to happen here? Like, well, so Mate, if... that, 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 that was a Fury round, that, despite the knockdown, because Paul did absolutely nothing. But he's not going to... He's going to get the 10-8. You know he's going to get the 10-8 regardless. Oh, yeah, of course he will, yeah. yeah. So that, so, so look at, so with the knock, so if they were even on rounds, you'd have a, you'd have a 75-74 for Paul. Oh, yeah, but they, mate, they were not even on rounds, though. No way. All right, I think there's going to be two cards of 75-74 for, for uh, Paul, <laughs> and there's going to be one card of 75-74 for Fury. Paul's gonna win a split decision. The match stream just died there. <laughs> Paul wasn't even look, Paul was looking at the ground when he threw the left hook. He was trying to get out of it. He was trying to get out of his own when he threw the jab. And he look at the knockdown. Oh, for fuck's sake! Just totally off balance, dude. And, yeah, I mean, and watch that be the difference maker there. All, all, all Fury might have had to do is, is take that last round, and he would have won it clean. Watch it. Watch it be the difference. Regardless of the score, right? There was a clear gulf between the two of them when you see them, like, and Tommy Fury being the better one, obviously, like, but it was it was clear, like, the Fury was the better fighter throughout what I saw, anyway, definitely. Mm. But unless I'm wrong, as well, Tommy Fury isn't very good. I I wouldn't back him to win an area title if he boxed for one next weekend. No, he's terrible. He is terrible, but he's much better than Jake Paul. Yeah, he he literally like broke to the jab. Yeah, it was a knockdown. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was a jab, though. He could not do that. Yeah, yeah, it's in the realms of possibility. That's the whole thing. If they can keep it within the realms of possibility, or oh, Fury knocked him down, he was competitive in some rounds. Yeah, that's, that's what's happened. That's what's happened. Fury stepped in there, right? He's got hit with a jab and because he stepped in at the same time. His lead foot has basically slipped at the same time as, 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 as the contacts landed there. That's how mm. he's fucking went down. Look at Jay Leon, love. Don't take these checks away from me. Jake Paul. <laughs> this is a guy who had to have two fights with Tyrone Woodley to make sure he'd done it right the fucking second time. He did do Tyson's it right in the ring time. now. Yeah. Tyson's in the ring with his big shirt. Tommy's jumping up and down. They're all hyping each other. The Paul team are doing the same. Paul looks... He's back to his more arrogant looking self now. 
compared to you know what we're going to see as well. Re- referee will shoulder a lot of blame. Rematch didn't let him fight that sort of stuff. All right, we're definitely getting the rematch. These two will make fucking double this in the rematch, like. Is uh, is the is the breathing corpse and get to give us an announcement yet? Though? <laughs> in there, he's he's in man. He's he's congratulating both fighters with a big smile on his face. Yeah. Getting that Saudi money as well, payday. Yeah. Few boys on a payday now in the ring there as well. Yeah, uh, a lot of being carried I'll in the background. I'll look for the two percent. Just understand that everybody in that ring does not have the wealth of Here the we go. fucking first row of Saudis. In that place. Read, read, read it out. I, I, I'm probably behind it. I'll call it out. Wow. F- first card goes to Jake Paul. <laughs> Fury. Split draw. Tommy Fury. Did he get it? Fury gets it. Split decision. Jake Paul's raging, man. Raging. Boys, the Furies are jumping around like as if the fuck won the World Cup here, man. Like, <laughs> well, that's Fury with the three match. Look at him. He's doing the big flex now. In the to, to, be, to be fair, Rob, this very well could be the high point of Tommy Fury's life. Let the boy have well, it. Right. He's got a big, big payday for it as well. Like, you know what I mean? So. To, to be honest as well, it, it will be the, the career high because he's got about three and a half million dollars for it. What's he going to do? Go back on to, you know, like, go back up to the UK and box people like Calamide for like 12 grand or something like that, 25 grand. Is he fuck? He'll, he'll rematch million, Paul and he doesn't need to in, box again. But he's, so. made, he's made more money, as we said last week, <laughs> he's made more money than world champions are tonight. <laughs> Look at Ray's comment, Buffer with MC, his own mother's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing first. <laughs> <laughs> right, boys, I'm icing this stream before Mrs. Wellington comes and ices me. Thanks for everyone who's been yeah, icing. Right, everyone in the stuck along Good with morning, us. fellas. Rob Kelly, Oz, Matty and Andy. I'm not going to bother playing the intro and I need to go to bed. Cheers, boys. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.